We should kickbox. We're not going to kickbox. Hello, and welcome to Pretty Pretty Princess and the Unicorn Tea Party, a Ram Jack adventure. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, did you hear Pretty Pretty Princess? Pretty Pretty Princess and, and the Unicorn Tea Party. Unicorn tea party. Uh, Ram Jack Adventure. Wow, I was not expecting that. Yeah, well, you should have. All right, guys, it's Saturday, October 10th, 2009, and I'm Alex. Joining me is Brad. How's it going? As always. And we also have Ben back in the studio. Hey, what's up? Welcome back, Ben. How's it going? It is going great. It's awesome. It's it's weird to hear Brad without a weird echo going off in my left ear. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know... Yeah. Things change. Things change. Oh. Things improve. Yeah. We yeah. upgrade and now yeah. the studio yeah. is working yeah. working fine. I think it's at a nice caliber. Um I've got some I got some sad news, guys. Oh, you know, no. I try to keep don't, I try to start with sad news. I, tr- I, I try to keep the world informed. Um well it's some good news and some bad news, okay? All right. Um all you right. may you may remember earlier, um I let you know that uh Miley Cyrus was indeed single. Yes. Well, good news and bad news, depending on how you feel about this, Miley Cyrus is apparently no longer single. Oh bad news. Miley Cyrus has left Twitter. What? She's left the Twitter. Mm. She's left it. Mm. Why is she? No left more Twitter? Miley on Twitter. Mm. Why? Cause, what happened? Because mm. her beau, Bo's not on Twitter. Says, "Hey, why do you need Twitter?" Mm. She's like, "Oh, okay. Mm. No more Twitter for Miley. She's Whoa. gone. She deleted it. Mm. Deleted. Gone. Number one trending topic. Miley, come back to us. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone, guys. It's over. I actually knew this, but um, whoa, really? I follow some. St- I follow some celebrities. You on follow Twitter. Miley? No, but one of the one hey of the, Alex, you gonna see my next <laughs> no, movie? No, 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 no. I don't follow. I didn't. But one of, one of the celebrities I follow, uh, someday randomly they put, "Hey, all of you, uh, like Molly refugees or Miley? Ref- Why do I keep calling her Molly? I don't know. That's, that's weird. weird. That's Miley. a better name. I like it Molly. Is a Molly's name. a good name. Miley's weird, but is it all you Miley refugee refugees? You know, welcome to my my Twitter. Hmm. Mm. Um, if there are any Miley refugees out there, um, uh, come follow uh, Ramjack on Twitter. Yeah. We'll be there by the time this episode's out, maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hope. I, I also got some celebrity news. Bring it. Um, it's about Taylor Swift. <gasps> now, it's past the time that she's our... Yeah, we, she's had her month, but, we're, we're, but just because you are no longer our official Ramjack project, celebrity project child of the month does not mean we no longer care, because we do. So what's what's going on with our with our girl Taylor? I don't know where she's at, but there's in her pic- life. Yeah, well, there and in this photograph, there's a photograph. Uh, you see her. She's got she's taking a my face photograph, meaning my face. What the Whoa. fuck, man? <laughs> um, MySpace? Is it, my is it is it 2004? Space face? Yes, what? dude. I this is it's not going good for me right now. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, she's taking the the cliche MySpace photograph where she's got the camera out in front of her. You mm-hmm. can see her arm in it. Yes. There's a girl behind her kind of like leaning in. I don't know if it's a friend or whatever, but she's like puckered lips. She's just like, hey, you know, posing for the camera. Uh, Taylor Swift looking very elegant. She's got a black dress on. She's just smiling and nice. Mm-hmm. And in the background, there's this creepy guy with what looks like a pedophile mustache just oh, like jumping into the photograph. What a weirdo. Yeah, he's just jumping in, invading the photograph. Guess who it is? Um, um, well, someone who would have to have some kind of stealth. Oh yeah, because he him. he's in and out. It looks like he's like a little like a slight blur. Maybe he's like step in and step out. Mm-hmm. She has no idea what's going on. Um, it's James Bond. No way. What? James Bond? Daniel Craig. Oh, I'm he's sporting a mustache now because he's in that show um, with Hugh Jackman. Right. Just jump in and jump out. It's kind of weird and creepy. 
Look it up online. Tell us I, I just did. This whole picture is creepy on many levels. Who is that chick beside her? You seen this, Brad? Taylor Swift. Oh, well, no, not, her, not Taylor uh, Swift, but the next brunette. Next to, to collagen? That is, yeah, she's, those got, she's some, got some big lips. DSLs, as I'm we called them the other night. <laughs> just, learned what that, just learned that term. Yeah. Um, That's some classic third grade humor right there. But Daniel and, Craig uh, is right the, there. It looks like yeah. his hair is darker than his mustache. He looks like Geraldo Rivera. He does look like Geraldo. That's who he is. I was just going to go with Molester, and then, no. How is he in this? It almost looks like... There's like a weird distance. It looks like there's a mini version of him like resting his head against Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's disturbing. Perfect. Fox News right there. Yeah. You think they posed that or did he really just jump in? I have no idea. No, no, no. I mean, the one I'm looking at is Taylor Swift photobombed by Daniel Craig, which sounds <laughs> funny. That poor girl. Yeah, let her have her time, all right? Seriously. Even in her photographs. Why can't people let Taylor Swift have her day in the sun? I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of you, Drew, not not recognizing her depth of emotion. I'm sick of you, Kanye, trying to steal her spotlight. And I'm sick of you, James Bond wannabe Daniel Craig. Hey, real- guess what? You're no Sean Connery. Now get out of her picture. Get out of her picture. It's Whoa. not for you. Hey, real, real quick, real quick, real quick. Throw it out. Before all this really happened, I didn't really know who the hell Taylor Swift is. And now I do. And now I know much more about her than I would have ever cared to. <laughs> Just saying, this has been good publicity for her. Yeah, very very much so. Yeah, her heartache has been good publicity. Yeah, well, whatever. <sighs> you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I, wor- I worry in five years, where's she going to be? Is, is she, is she going to be crying in a pillow because her life has been destroyed by jackals, jackals of the media? Dude, only time will tell. You're not Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah, her life was destroyed. She probably her. has, you know, she, her life on track. She's probably making a lot of I money just, investing in it. You know. I worry about her. She was our Celebrity Project Child of the Month. Okay. Speaking yeah. of circumcision... <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. interesting segue. Continue. Yeah. Uh, did you know, Brad? You don't know because I haven't told you this. I already shared this with Alex. But after two decades, according to Time Magazine, uh-huh. uh, there is good news for uh, aid vaccine researchers. They are finally starting to get some hope, and in fact, have developed the first successful immunization to HIV. Awesome. Nice. That is I've fantastic. I read, read about this. It is good great. news. The only problem is only thirty-one percent. So that's why they're not really jumping for joy. But anyways, in this Time article, they have a couple other things that are um, effective against AIDS. And, of course, this new vaccine is 31%. And condom use, 95%. Circumcision, 60%. What? If you have no foreskin or, you know, a reduced foreskin, then you... Apparently, according to this, have sixty percent less chance of getting AIDS, or than if you had a foreskin. I've, I've heard that. I don't know. We were trying to figure out how this works because my initial thought was maybe I don't know the AIDS gets stuck inside your foreskin, but then Alex told me <laughs> that it's not bacterial. <laughs> that can't happen. No, it's it's a it's a it's, virus. It's viral. So I mean, it's all a transfer of like fluids or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what difference would that make? I don't know. I, I seriously can't, unless Time Magazine is lying. The, but I, I have heard that, that, I mean, overall, STDs are generally, you know, circumcision. It does cut down. Really? In I, general. So I'm not, well, that's I the still, whole point behind a circumcision, like way back in the days right. of the old, right, was because of cleanliness and, like, it helped. Right. Like, yeah. not, well, it became popular in Europe after, like, the royals started doing it. They're well, like, it's oh, so did Prince Albert's, but I don't have a, I mean, yeah. a stud through my dick either, so. 
Whoa. Maybe maybe edit that one out. Oh, no, no, My no. sister listens to the show. <laughs> Whoa. Hello, Ben's sister. Um, I, I still think that's weird. I don't understand. I still understand it. My, my initial thoughts were is if you have, like, foreskin is, like, because, you know, sex, depending on how you like it, can be aggressive. Would it be, like, susceptible to, like, tearing or something? And thus another... Blue head foreskin? Yeah, abrasion, maybe something. I have no idea. Mm. Well, I don't think that would work either because, well, we don't want to talk about how erections work. I think, no, no, I think <laughs> this, this is a slippery slope, man. Uh, it's cool, it's cool. We'll have to look this up. I'm we'll just going to say, though, real quick, public. though, I think if you had a circumcision, you would be more susceptible to tearing because you have a surgical scar down there now. That would be much more easy to open up. I'm just would assume. Well, I mean, most, than natural. most people are circumcised like when they're ch- a baby. Like I don't yeah, remember when I was circumcised. Exactly. But I mean, there's still a, a scar down there. I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> wow. Slippery slope. Dude, this is a slippery slope. All right, let's I don't edit even like that part out. It's a little apparently. Wow. <laughs> all right. So yeah, I'll be on the lookout. Circumcision cures AIDS. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Make sure, and make sure you get a look for guys from a reputable from a reputable doctor, and just so that you don't have terrible scar tissue. Because <laughs> apparently that that goes down. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh wow! Oh, I don't I don't know where to go from there, guys. I'll be honest. That I'm kind of well that um, derailed things for me. So uh, I think uh, I well I think obviously the next place to go to is Glenn Beck. Oh, of course, if yeah. we're going to talk about He's, penises. Right, absolutely, next place to go. Um, now, Glenn Beck has gotten together with another friend of Brown Jack, Alex Jones, buddy of uh, Charlie Sheen, oh. you know, crazy conspiracy guy. They've come up with, you know, an idea, because, as we all know, Barack Obama, he should he should obviously turn down the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, obviously, everyone, everyone recognizes that, right? He should turn that down. Wait, he's getting the Nobel Peace Prize? Huh. Yeah, dude, he won. No, I know. He won. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, but he I, was the best at what he did. Yeah, peace. But, uh, well, guys, seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Being ridiculous. Serious. That's ridiculous. All right, because you know who should get it? Who? Glenn Beck. The, well. Oh, he'd be in the top in a, running in a for way, me. He's, he's not going to say, give it to me, but he is going to say, give it to the Tea Party goers and the 912 Project people. Oh, What's the 912 Project? Oh, that was that was Glenn Beck's, Glenn Beck's um, little project. To organize people on uh, September twelfth, twenty oh nine, to rally in Washington against everything good, mm. <laughs> healthcare, uh, Obama in general, you know, <laughs> things Glenn Beck doesn't like. I love that healthcare, Obama, you, you know, know, the things that communism, Americans should be concerned about: quasi communism, quasi socialism. You know, things Glenn Beck doesn't now, like. Now, is this the same, like, realm as the birthers movement? Oh, okay. these are all, the all those people. are. These are all the same people. These, come on. And they represent, what, like, maybe 10% of our population? Far maybe less, maybe 25? I hope. I hope that it's really? far less than 25. But uh, uh, surprisingly, about 87% of Tennessee. So, oh. yeah. Well, that's, well, that's Tennessee. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is it, what's, what's that about? Only two good things ever came out of Tennessee. Okay, and the co-host of Ramjack. There, there you go. Obviously, there you go. I was worried for a second. <laughs> I was like, "Oh crap! I didn't make the cut." <laughs> Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. She's still yeah. She, only she two good things. She's made it out. She hasn't made it out. Miley Cyrus. No, no, I'm kidding. No, I, I don't. We put fuck you, bad Miley things Cyrus. back into Tennessee. Is that possible? Or? A lot of people go to Tennessee, a Nashville's music capital. No, it's not. Is it? Uh, no, it's not. It's not really music capital. 
Oh. Yeah, so Glenn Beck, uh, he thinks he thinks it should go. He thinks no Obama. You should turn that down. You should give it to the Tea Party years and the nine twelve people. And he thinks that with Alex Jones, crazy conspiracy guy. So yeah, Glenn Beck, you're still a douche. Next, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Well, I should have jumped into circumcision off of that one. <laughs> oh, whoa. Well, I, I have something that is sexually related, also. So off of this out there. Um, this is reported on NewScientist.com. Has the pill changed the rules of sexual attraction? What? Okay, listen to this. Explain. Female I'm listening. Con- contraceptives. I'm just read this little paragraph really quick. It sums up everything. Uh, women's preferences of certain male scents and features are thought to change during her cycle. All right. Like a werewolf cycle? or I, Very similar. We talked about that earlier. I, oh, well, right. Maybe. All right, all right. That's all right. For example, as they approach ovulation... Women prefer men with more masculine features, hmm. possibly because these reflect high sexual potency and better genes. Well, during non, yeah, oh, during non-fertile periods, they prefer more feminine facial features and attributes. That's you. <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> wait, let me finish the sentence. And we'll oh, be back okay. to that. Uh, perhaps <laughs> because such men may be more nurturing and therefore better at helping raise a child, oh. even if they're if, if they're not on their own. Wait, 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 wait. Explain that again. They're, they're, when they're fertile, they want jocks, and when they're not fertile, they want they artists? Want people who will help, yeah, basically. Okay. That makes no sense whatsoever. So no they want whatsoever. the jocks to impregnate them and then have the artists raise their kids? It's all about genetics, dude. According, your, according to the Your genetics, yeah. I shouldn't, I shouldn't lump all women in one group. I'm sorry. Yeah. But this does, I mean, the article goes on to talk about the studies they've done and how the pill may be affecting this because women are on the pill. They don't really have their cycle. Okay. Or it's different chemically to where most of the time they're they're preferring these more <laughs> feminine, <laughs> feminine featured men who are more nurturing. This is this no, this is all part all women. I according to all the women, genetics, young perhaps, women, young women. I, I don't know why you were like, young uh, women yeah, you know, like you know, like you know, young younger women. I don't know. It doesn't specify the ages they did in this. Oh, okay. I'm just checking in. Okay. I was just giving women a heads up. If you're if you want your children to have a better genetic advantage, stop taking the pill. Right? I mean, well then you'll well, have children. Uh, I mean, you're going to have kids, but small price mm. to pay. Do you want them to be like genetically inferior or are the best you can get? Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, it's a big whoa, whoa. How about we just stop I, having I, I'm kids? Kidding, of course, we're overpopulated. Stop having kids in general. That's that's a good. Let's just stop. Just stop it. Actually, let's force the Mormons to stop first, and then let's stop. Okay, I'm down with that. Well, okay, let's do it. Okay, now here's something else about this that's funny. I should bring it up. Uh, in general, men tend to desire women with features that suggest youth and fertility. Uh, I agree. No, no shit. Including a low waist-to-hip ratio, full lips, mm-hmm. and soft facial features. All right, follow that one under the no-shit category. <laughs> yeah. So women, it depends on what's going on with your body chemically. And men, no. We, Alex, we just like the same things all the time. Yeah. Alex, yeah. how's your daughter? How's my... Claudia, you mean? Yeah, I was just... Why are you, why are you concerned about my daughter? Oh, I don't just pop in my head. I was just thinking. Just I think. Stay away from my daughter, Brad. Yeah, so just throw that out there. Interesting article. Um, guys, I have something else I want to talk about because this really freaked me out. First, I want to ask you guys a question. How often are you mistaken for other people in public? Never. Uh, well, other wow. people as in celebrities? Because I get 
People tell me quite often that I look like certain celebrities. In fact, I just got a new one the other day. Really? Uh, from Who's one of my friends on Facebook. The guy that's in Adventureland that was in uh, the zombie, the new zombie movie. Yeah, I don't think you look like him. I don't think so either, but uh, also was in The Squid and the Whale, I think, back in oh, yeah. 2005. Nah. I get that one. I get Benjamin Linus a lot. You look just like Benjamin Linus. When Clay Aiken first entered the circuit, I, I got that <laughs> oh, one a lot. Wow. Yeah, I know. I also had a Who shaved you head that? back then. Who told you that? A whole bunch of people I used to work with. Um, Edward okay. Norton. I could, see, take that I could see Edward Norton like and definitely the guy who plays Benjamin Linus on Lost. I Which mean, I, I'm okay with that because I. That's an uncanny Michael thing. Michael Emerson, I think is his name. Yeah. He's a phenomenal actor. Fine. Indeed. I ask this because I assume this is part of the human condition where some people just mistaken other people for other people all the time. Um, I get this a lot. Celebrities people, or? No, just random people are like, hey, hey, what's up? Like not even like saying, they hey, are you so and stuff? They just approach me like they've already known me. And it's it's a genuine thing. Like they think that they know me and that they've seen me around. I, I went into uh, a coffee shop downtown the other day. I needed something to drink really quick. I, during work, I need something to drink. I went down and got it. And this guy, he said, hey, man, I met you at a party about six, about six months ago. And I'm like, well, that's weird. He said, yeah, NKU, do you hang out with theater kids? And I thought, well, you know, that's a circle I've, I've been associated with. And then he starts sending me these other things. And pretty soon I found out I've never met this guy before in my life. But he insisted that he had seen me before. It was weird. It's bizarre. So I've got a theory because this happens to me all the time. There, there's a few situations going down here. Yeah. I think I could have a doppelganger. There could be someone that looks just like me out and about. But with a mustache and a goatee. Bizarro a, Alex. An evil Alex. It yeah. could be my twin. Maybe I have a twin. What does Alex know about? Alex, I want to I propose something. <laughs> L. I mean, did you ever see the television show, the short-lived television show, My Own Worst Enemy, featuring Christian Slater? No, what happened? Uh, is it, is well, that, here's the thing. It was one guy, but he was um, brainwashed by the CIA or some such group to oh. have uh, a secret identity that was like a multiple personality and unaware that the other one existed. See, that was What my if you have an evil persona? See, that was my second concept. If I don't have a doppelganger, maybe I'm like that guy or also like, um, what's his name, Tyler Durden from uh, Fight Club. And then I asked it much ben, cooler. You're my, than my roommate. Own enemy. Yeah, yeah. Ben's my roommate. Uh, you're up at weird hours sometimes. Do, do you ever see me just like leave my leave the apartment at night when I'm supposed to be sleeping? Well, yeah. Oh, why didn't you say anything? But you're obviously not supposed to be sleeping if you're up and about, and you know, Ooh, this going could be down a to the basement. Problem. Six months ago, I've been running around. Okay, I'm pretty wow. sure that that's not the case. Though I'm pretty sure that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Maybe those are just weird times you're talking about. I'm almost positive that I'm time traveling from the future. Oh, the future me is traveling back in time for whatever. I don't know my end game. And this, reliving misspent youth or I have no idea. going to parties you could, could have gone to but skipped out on. Apparently six months ago, I was running around doing whatever. I don't know. Maybe you're putting right what once went wrong. Dude, I have no idea. Of course, I could also, clones of myself could be seen for the future. It freaks me True. out. So I'm, this is more of a warning to people out there. If you see me, make sure it's me. Right. Uh, maybe throw out some test questions to make sure it's me. Like, Quick, ask him really quickly. Uh, what day is it? And then and, see what uh, he answers. If he's confused, ah, he says two thousand and uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you see me stumble out of an alley and grab a newspaper, <laughs> and uh, it's probably it's probably me from the future. Right. Just giving me a little change in time. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that out there, guys. It's about so, time. So theories, huh? <laughs> I have a theory. I throw it That's out. That's cool. Um. 
So you know how like people are railing against text messaging and like how it's awful and it's going to ruin our society and whatnot. Yeah, old people. Right? Yeah, old people. Exactly. <laughs> well, I've been watching a lot of uh, entertainment that takes place like 200 years ago. Uh-huh. Like I just finished the John Adams miniseries on HBO, and I've been watching uh, so like period pieces. Like yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, what's the the national parks on PBS? Yeah, you told me about that. that was- and uh, both of those take place like around 1700s, 1800s. And everyone in them talks very eloquently and poetically and and such. And as you look throughout history, like our conversations are getting, I don't know, sloppier and sloppier and sloppier to the fact where kids are now turning in term papers in freshman English that have like emoticons in them, you know, and, and writing the, <laughs> the, the number two instead of spelling out two or the number four or writing B4 instead of spelling out B4. And it's getting to the point where we're, we're just constantly texting instead of talking to each other on the phone. I think this is all going to lead to our eventual telepathy. Well, <laughs> wow. This is, this is a, a step in evolution. Dude. No, I'm just saying, if you look from like the past 200 years to what's going on now, we are preparing ourselves for telepathic abilities. All right. Well, I mean... What do you think? No? Just I, a theory. Let's... I got, I got another theory. All right. I think we're just going to become incredibly idiotic and stupid. Do you think we're going to go the way of idiocracy... Well, I think we t- we hit on this the last episode, or at least a few episodes ago, when we talked about my experience in Kroger, where a young woman said um, to her sister, um, <laughs> "LOL." I heard big in my. What did she? What did I say? She said it was like broken English. I don't know. It was I, just I, like I my stomach big, hurt big right now. My stomach hurt big. I got a big pain rock growing in the stomach. Hole I have part. a big pain rock in the stomach pain part. What was she talking about? She's hungry. I'm assuming this is. I don't think it's. I don't know if it's telepathy. If it's more than just. Like I, I think it's. I think. I think it's the American educational system, and I'm going to stand up against it. <laughs> you don't think that we Red could slowly right be turning ourselves? Well, I don't know. That's that's a, that's an interesting jump in logic because you're just saying, all right, text messaging will lead to tel- telepathy. Mm-hmm. Well, I also have another that's, theory that people that's a that are evolved are a little bit more uh, evolved. Say what? People. people that are bald are a little bit more interesting. Along Brad, in the, uh, I completely agree. Scale. Yeah. I, I Why would you so. say that? Because they're further away from our simian brothers. You don't think that's just because genetically their hair falls out sooner? Yeah, it's totally genetic. I mean, eventually we're all going to be like that. You know, if you ever watch uh, what do you think any about? kind of sci-fi, we're all going to be complete hairless children that speak to each other in emoticons via our brainwaves. You do know that like balding is more of a a Western thing, right? Like white western people mm-hmm. well uh, that's we, something that they tend to do like so are you saying other that white races, people are more evolved alex more, well no other races that don't what you're have saying? a alex, problem do you, with do you hate asian i mean people? they don't bald as much it, 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 yeah dude i know you look confused but look it up it's it's weird but i think what? alex just hates yeah. asians all right no i don't hate asians do you, wow. they have full mm-hmm. heads of hair well some of them do bald but it it's mostly a mm-hmm. racial thing which is weird so you're just shooting down my theories left and right, huh? Well, no, I'm just I'm Thanks, just helping buddy. you evolve right. them to further. Right. No, my only fine. problem with the theory is that you know telepathy is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Nothing whoa. is impossible if you put it's your mind to it. If you put your improbable. mind to it. That's true. The more you know, it is currently improbable. The more you know, telepathy is totally <laughs> possible and will be eventual. I guess it means what you mean by telepathy. I mean, because you could. I mean, who's to say in the future, like? 
we augment things to where we have we already we already have up a, well, to like a network of stuff and you could technically kind of call that telepathy we already way. have a, a form of telepathy that we use every day it's called body language and that but is that's not i mean that is i like can tell how you are things. feeling just by how you're positioning yourself right now i will say that body language is something awesome <laughs> to look at if you ever quick if you ever okay what am i thinking right now <laughs> all right judging by the w- w- you're standing up Think you might be um, holding in a fart. Um, either that, I, I do. I actually don't want to know because the way you're gyrating those hips and the way you're moving your hands and the smile you have on your face, <laughs> I'm a little scared to say what you you might be thinking. But in, in all seriousness, like body language, well, right now, that. well, he's being silly. Yeah, he's being and silly. that's you know, I was crying on the inside. Oh, <laughs> secrets. Well, that never changes. So. but body language is interesting. It, this is an experiment for our listeners and just anybody. If you're ever in like a situation where people are standing up like in a crowd, look at their feet because you can p- tell people's like subconscious thoughts on some of that where their feet are directed. For example, <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about this before or not, but in a, in a normal group setting like us, like if we were standing up just talking, chatting like we are now, our feet would probably be pointed, my feet would probably be pointed one at Ben and one at Brad. Which they are as I look down under the table. Yeah. Um, that's because it, it's more of an intention thing. Now, if you go to a party, if if you see a conversation where someone, you, you know that person at the party, no one really wants to talk to them because they're like they're going to talk your ear off, and you're like, no, okay, look at the feet. That person who's talking the ear off, their both of their feet will be pointed straight to the person that they're basically assaulting with their words, and the other person, both of their feet have to be turned away, like they're looking for an out. Interesting. And that's pretty much the way it was. What? Look at it; it's weird, and it's so awesome to see. That is still up the dude. Okay, when I was still in college. Uh, I had just read about this. I was going to class and I was just watching people. This one guy, I feel so bad for him. Um, I just, I walked up the stairs and in KU came out to like the giant promenade. <laughs> and uh, there was this guy and this girl was up to him. And from the waist up, it seemed all right. They were kind of close. She was talking, but you could tell she was very fervent about whatever she was talking about. And he was like being cool and everything. Look at their feet. Both of her feet are pointed directly at him. And both of his feet directly away from her. Like, he could not wait to get away from her. I don't know what they were talking about, but I was like, oh, man, poor guy. One, one thing I will caution against, though, is there's starting to be this huge slew because, you know, we've got the 24-hour news cycle. Uh-huh. You see these body language experts come on. Well, I mean, yeah, some of that stuff is pseudoscience. And a lot right. of it, I mean, I would, again, but, uh, look I, at I review stuff. Say, I was watching the news this week, and I saw this ridiculous, ridiculous story. It was a, basically uh, the, this, uh, this man had killed his wife. Uh-huh. And they had video of the daughter coming to visit him in prison. Oh yeah, yeah, oh and, yeah. I saw this. Yeah, and they kept, and um, you know, the, the daughter was, you know, she was getting along with. Her, she was, apparently didn't resent her father. She was, they were getting along. Um, but what I saw was a body language expert on. There was like, um, there was like, oh, from the way she's sitting, she clearly. I, I think there's something sexual between the father and daughter because she she seems to be sitting. Her legs seem to be slightly more open, and she's kind of she's kind of leaned back in the chair and kind of arching so as to make her her breasts pronounce forward. So I think I, you know, I'm not saying I don't know. I, I'm just telling you what I see from the body language. So I think I don't. Do I know if the daughter had had um, any foreknowledge of the mother mother's impending death? No, I don't. But I, from what I'm seeing, I'm seeing sort of a, I'm seeing a sexual vibe coming from the daughter. Hey, now, there's no basis for this. I will say, yeah, that's a little. Was yeah. this a video of so Mackenzie Phillips? Leery. Or? I mean, in general, be leery too soon, of body language. Too soon. Too soon. Too I'm just soon. <laughs> I'm just saying from from what I've read and what I've observed. The the foot thing tends to be right, right, kind right. of true, at least for people's attention. I just I just say be wary of crazy body language experts on new shows. 
because oh. that's usually crazy talk. Speaking of stuff, oh, guys, this is just what you said, Brad, kind of reminded me of this. Um, there's this girl who recently died from uh, H1N1 swine flu. And I was on the internet, just I randomly saw this random stuff. And I saw, because I went to the doctor a few days ago and talk, they told me about, hey, look, flu vaccines, um, they're on back order. It'll be a while before we can get any um, of those ends you can take. Now, Ben thought ahead and got his three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but you anyway, should, so, yeah, but anyway, so that was in my mind. So I was just like, oh, I'll click on this, see what's going on. This it was, it was a little uncomfortable with this because it talked about this chick. She was young. She was like a freshman in high school. And then below that, they linked – after the story, they linked to a YouTube video that her friends had made commemorating her and just like, hey, you know, we hope you're in a better place, whatever. And then there was like this five-minute long thing of just photos of her and her friends just playing. A new site linked to this. Ah, that was uncomfortable. I was like, ah, what? Comments of people below, rest in peace, so-and-so. I'm sorry that happened. Oh. Hey, I'm a freshman too. Oh, man, this flu's bad times. I don't really have an issue with that. I mean, that's well. I think well, just what you described those like three posts right there because, seems like a way for a community to come together and cope. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what all those things are. I mean, it's yeah. It's I mean, how different is that than a funeral? But, but I thought it was weird that a news site yeah reported the story and then linked to a YouTube video because I don't know if they had permission or not. That could be a little well. Yeah, they do. Well, I just think it's weird that a well, news site would think linking to a YouTube video. Like, what's I mean, there was just all those things about true. it. I thought, well, this is but, yeah. interesting. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, that just shows how the media is changing, and yeah, they're trying true. to incorporate as much as they possibly can, like linking to YouTube because YouTube is such a big force right now. God, every company I, I is trying the, to connect. I hear the kids love YouTube. YouTube, Facebook, or FaceSpace, or whatever it's called. FaceSpace, MySpace, Twitter. MySpace. Everyone wow. loves this stuff. All businesses are trying to break in and no try one to use that. Friendster, Friendster, MySpace, <laughs> no LiveJournal, uh, eBay. Um, <laughs> you don't remember Live Journal? Oh, Live yeah. Journal. Yeah. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Craziness. I gotta check my friendster. <laughs> Ramjack's suffering will be legendary, even in hell. Guys, Ramjack is brought to you by the Poppery 2, West Bend's Poppery 2, the best popcorn maker in the world. But we got some more sponsors this week, and we're we gonna do. hit on those really quick. Brad? Guys, I wanna tell you about a beverage. It's called Fuse. That's F-U-Z-E, all right? The flavor, it's Slenderized Blueberry Raspberry. It's a beverage. It's low-carb, 10 calories per serving, and it's delicious. Diabetic's best friend. It is. Maybe. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Blood Cripples, this is your beverage of choice. Also, uh, speaking of beverages, Ben. Also by Sleepy Time Wellness Tea. If you need to go to bed at 8 p.m. to get up at 4 to do the news at 5, Sleepy Time Wellness Tea is there for you. Caffeine-free, delicious. The only tea... (laughs) With an adorable little bear on the front. He no, he's hyperdating. He's bear. precious. <laughs> he's got a little nightcap on. and uh, what is, What's that called? A nightshirt? Yeah, sleepy time uh, bedtime shirt. nightshirt. That, that tea does smell really good. It is. It's delicious, too. That's sleepy good time stuff. on this Experiment. Good times. It drives the news industry. Hey, Ben. Yes. Got any deal breakers? I have one <laughs> major deal breaker. We're, hey, let's let's preface this. What do we mean by deal breakers, Brad? Do you want to give us a definition? We need, we mean we mean items that would break a deal. <laughs> Any item that would break a deal in relationships, in um, life. maybe if you're negotiating for a car. I don't know what it is. What? Mm. We'll restrict this conversation to relationships. Yeah, because this one deal breaker I have would not juncture into the uh, brokering a car deal. All right. Okay. So yeah, we're talking deal breakers on a relationships, like a personal relationship thing. 
So with that, Ben, you have any deal breakers? You cannot be a conservative. Can't be a conservative. There's no way in hell. In fact, nice. what if they're a little bit conservative? No. I got real close to uh, being with a conservative for the rest of my life, and I didn't. Whoa. Yeah. Not just a bullet there. And, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, like, are we talking like this chick would be, like, huge into Glenn Beck? Ooh. She was huge into George Bush. Ooh. Yeah. Back yeah, when he was about president. Okay, okay. What, what if she's just like, okay, Bush wasn't the worst guy. Colin Powell's awesome. And, you know, I really love freedom. And I'm just not too sure about this Obama if he's an American. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, I, haven't spoken to her. I haven't spoken to her in like three years. But at the time, I thought, you know, well, I can get over this. And now, since we have ended a relationship, I realized that that would have never, ever worked, especially because after we broke up, then the 2008 election happened and everybody got all crazy ape shit. And, you know, yeah. there's no way we could have survived the, that election. Dude, so, I guess it's good it ended when it did. Yeah, yeah. So, super conservative deal breaker for you. Super conservative deal breaker for me. Nice. Even even just a little bit conservative, really. Preferably, I would like your your personal your personal preference to be liberal. All right. I uh, hey. I don't even like I'm, girls that don't have an opinion. I would rather I would rather have her own opinion and it to be liberal. My opinion. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I prefer, prefer that too. I don't know no. if I can be in a relationship with a girl that was like crazy hardcore conservative. If she, cool. she if she's even lightly conservative. Why is she conservative is my question. Is it just because her parents. her parents are like that? Has she really given thought and has become a conservative? Because I do respect people regardless of where they fall if they've actually given something thought behind what they believe. Even if they're wrong? Um, <laughs> well, if they've given it a lot of thought, sure. Well, okay. no, 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 I can't. No, not no, at all, I can't, I can't disguise it. I would say deal breaker for me too, crazy yeah, conservative. I, I, would say, I, I would say even yeah, crazy conservative, middle-of-the-road conservative – even uh, middle of the road, I, I probably wouldn't be wow, able to deal with that. That would be a term. total deal breaker yeah. for you. Yeah. All right. I also know another deal breaker for Brad. Let me just mm-hmm. throw this out there. Okay. Eyebrows, right? You know, probably not. No, that's a lie. Um, I would probably make fun of her a lot, but you know, if she Are had crazy eyebrows. Bushy eyebrows or unibrow? Brad is, I don't know, but every time on the podcast, many times Brad has mentioned this, we were in the mall, what, a few, uh, like a I, week ago, and you were like, oh, out of nowhere, look at those eyebrows. I'm hey, like, what the hell are you talking about? I notice eyebrows. Listen, I, I, I think it's, 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 I think you know this, Alex. I don't really recognize people's faces very well. I'm, I'm, I, I have a strange, I'm not good. You remember faces extremely well. Yes. I do not remember faces well and I don't remember names. This puts me at slight <laughs> disadvantage of when I meet new people. Yikes, man. Luckily, I do remember voices very well, but I've also realized I'm very cognizant of eyebrows. So voices and eyebrows, I'll remember. So probably um, uh, if you had weird eyebrows or a weird voice, that might now, be Now, by voice, too, do you mean like accent? I, no, he means voice. It's voice. And, uh, in, like in pitch everything. and tone? Tone, pitch, the way you speak, which is hard to describe, the words, the way in which you inflect. Enunciate. Enunciate. The, way in, the pattern of your breath. I notice these things. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess that also keys into like how we – like our learning – yeah. faculties like i am a visual i i, I have an awesome visual memory so of course i can tap into people's faces like no problem right you have an amazing i'm um, dude the way you the, the podcast great because you always edit that shit it's great it's amazing you're good if you have an auditory it's, right. it's what i do so back to deal breakers deal eyebrows breakers. may or may not be a deal breaker but what is a deal breaker so. for you brad um well i'd say first of all um jesus jesus if you're if you're a big well any religion really if you if you believe in a magical sky god this is clearly not gonna work 
Now, let's... Hey, uh, Brad? Um, do I need to step out of the room or... <laughs> no, no, you're we, not... Because I'm not, I'm not an atheist. Well, we're, I don't think we are ever going to be in a romantic relationship. Oh, no, no, son no. of a bitch. No, I, I think you're I am nice wasting person. so much time doing this fucking... It's your eyebrows. It's your eyebrows. Brad, Brad, answer me this. Look at Ben. What's his smile like? Is it pretty? <gasps> it's... It's precious and it fills my heart. Oh God, damn, man, that was scary. Wow, dude, that was that was scary. <laughs> that was incredible. I don't even want to tell you what Ben just did. You guys at home, amazing. you don't want, you don't want to see that. It was terrifying. I was scared so, for my life. So five and twos, you couldn't deal with. Five and twos will not happen. Do ever again? For Brett. Now, uh, real ever quick, again. real quick. No, I just want to know. Are we? We're talking like um, like crazy conservative, not conservative, but uh, evangelical, like kitchen the head. Oh, that's absolutely not. What about girls that are like, you know, while I was raised in the church, I go every once in a while. I I would like, you know, to believe that there's a God. If, here's the thing. If it's gonna, if it's gonna come up, if, if, if I'm, if you are ever, if there's ever gonna be an event in which we're gonna be in a church, it's gonna be a deal breaker. Yeah. If, um, you are a Namby Pamby, um, I pretend to believe in a magical sky god, but it doesn't affect anything in my life whatsoever, and I'm never going to mention it around you because you know you know you might get hit. <laughs> whoa, 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 um, whoa, then, whoa! Then I think it might be able to work. But, Guys, I think we're hitting some weird stuff here. But uh, there's some deep seated stuff there. I'm just saying. So you're saying there's still a chance for me? <laughs> <laughs> what about? Let me throw Maybe. this, Brad. What about someone who doesn't believe in gods or deities, but they still believe in gods and deities? Huh. How about how about one of those? Like um, an, like an agnostic is that definition no, of an agnostic? Not quite, no. not quite an agnostic, Ben. Just spiritual, just um, non-practicing. Someone, someone, yeah, someone who who doesn't believe in in the myths of our forefathers or any myths really at all, but they still mm-hmm. believe in them. Right. Um. Um. Those people. <laughs> I, Do you know ben, what you just said? <laughs> I know what I just said. We're going to talk about this later in the podcast. <laughs> we are absolutely. Right, Me, right. Oh man, and I, I love that you furrowed your brow because you don't obviously don't get this either. Yeah. It was Guys, man. Um. There's a special my world was rock this week. There's a special lady out there named Karen Armstrong. Yes. We'll we will talk, be destroying her later. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. But okay. So five and twos, like all yeah, five and twos are off. It's out. Ben. Out. Now I know you, and I know that you have some certain five and twos. Oh You're yeah, a little against. Yeah. Would that be a deal breaker for you, mm. or would that fall into crazy conservatism for you? I uh, well, I guess it couldn't really. I don't know. It's hard to describe. I, I mean, I don't want to call. Right, you I have an out. issue with Protestants. He has an issue with Protestants, and the main issue is the whole John three sixteen thing. And you must be saved to get into heaven. I think that is retarded. It's bunk. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel. No, dude, you're fine, man. Right? I, mean, I mean, I mean, I've experienced three different types of Christian religion in my life: Catholicism, uh, what other Southern Southern Baptists, and Evangelicals. And out of all of them, the only two crazy ones <laughs> were the Southern Baptists and the Evangelicals. Now, that's not—I don't know what Lutherans are like or Methodists, because there are also Protestants, but I hear they're a lot more lax than their uh, more right. Brethren, I guess. I'll say this: what I, for most of my life, I was a Methodist. Yeah. Um, and they are pretty easygoing. Yeah, and in fact, I dated a Lutheran once. We didn't really get Uh-oh, into. Well, we didn't. Well, we did it for like a week, but so we never really Deal got breaker. to the religion talk. <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, it seemed fine. She was a cool girl. She drank. You know, oh, didn't nice, have an nice. issue with it. I mean, that wasn't a religion thing. I don't know. I have a problem with, uh, I guess, you trying to save my soul. (laughs) Soul savers. By saying that you must believe in one thing or else you're going to hell. I think that is a deal breaker. Oh, yeah. I think I could. That's a major deal breaker. That would be my five and two right there. Yeah. I couldn't date someone who wasn't open minded. 
not totally open-minded to yeah. where everything's falling out, right. but someone who would at least question oh, things. Also, right. if you believe the Bible is 100% true, that is a deal breaker. Because yeah, obviously it is not. It was written by man, thus it is fallible. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's I A would, plus B equals A plus B. I, would, I also want to throw this out there. Logic. Um, if you are not naturally curious about everything, that's a deal breaker for me. Anything. <laughs> I, I feel a lot of people just aren't curious about right. anything these yeah. days. So that would kind of be a deal breaker for me. Right. But I mean, these, these are more like hard hitting things. Are there any like frill, frivolous things you guys would just like, deal like, yeah, like, uh, like eyebrows would kind of, well, not, no, that's not frivolous at all. Uh, that's, uh, you know what? I, I gotta say, I, I think I probably have, when it actually comes down to it, except for the whole, uh, sky God thing, uh-huh. I think I probably have fewer deal breakers than most people because I seem to have at least a, a somewhat of history for for pursuing people that are bizarre and more frightening <laughs> and more frightening as they progress. You do. You do have a certain well, alternative that aren't mainstream that go against the grain. No, no, terrifying, um, terrifying, oh, terrifying okay. yeah. issues. That kind of there's thing. there's stories I don't even know. Right. We can tap episode right one hundred. Episode one hundred. <laughs> tune in. Look for that. Uh, body odor. Ooh, God, yes. Yeah. That's if we're gonna if we're gonna go the eyebrow route, body odor is kind of an issue. It is it is rare though that I meet a woman who has a strong body odor that isn't pleasant yeah. as far as like she's hose herself down with perfume or whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying though, if your feet stink or your pits stink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand it if you you know, if we were working out or you know I mean, granted yeah, everybody sweats, everybody stinks at some point, you know. But if personal hygiene, if you don't have personal hygiene, maybe that's what I'm going for. Yeah, that'd be a deal breaker a, for me, A too. good c- grasp on personal hygiene. That's what I'm trying to say. What do you think about hoarders, Ben? I'm going inside, it was a situation room question a few weeks ago. Um, let's say you, you, found, you fall for this girl. You really love her. Everything's going great. Everything's great. You've never been to her apartment. Weird. Uh, red flag. Um, you get there, and she's a hoarder. Like she invites you in. She's like, hey, like don't judge me. Like uh, every issue of the Cincinnati Enquirer since 1987, hoarder. <laughs> yes, all oh, of yeah, them. Yeah, that, that's with. a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. That, that seriously, that means there's something mentally wrong. There's an issue <laughs> that she needs to solve. All right. So I, I guess we can infer that retards do not apply, right? Mentally handicapped. Yes. No, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but seriously, um, the hoarding. I I don't I don't know. I, I think I think it would be a fun adventure. See, Brad thinks it's a fun I didn't adventure. See, this was like, a show, right? Wasn't yeah. this a show? Now, I didn't see the show, so I don't know. I don't... You know, I, we, br- br- we brought up this topic, and I remember a conversation I've had with one of my friends before, and we went for like an hour, two hours musing about deal breakers, and I remember it being... I remember I having, having a lot of deal breakers, but at, right now I can't think of any of them, well, which is quick, weird. Alex, Nazi. Deal breaker. <laughs> well, yeah. Ben, Nazi. <laughs> well, deal breaker. Is it an immediate deal breaker or is it a, hey, we'll go on a couple of dates deal breaker? Well, is it Kate Winslet <laughs> from The Reader? Because, yes. damn, that was a so, hot Nazi. <laughs> wait a minute. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So they can they can pretend to be a Nazi? No, it's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. <laughs> and it'd be fine like an breaker. actress? I think I'd go on a date. With Kate date. Winslet? <laughs> Hell yeah. Kate Winslet is crazy hot. But you she mean sure a Nazi. dude. <laughs> No, no, I would not go with a Nazi. You gotta go on that no. one date, though, dude. That would be a win. Uh, yeah, I really, time. I really say pretty much anyway. One date, sure. If as it long as you go anywhere, no one I, could honestly, date I'm a more Nazi. likely to, to go on one date with a with a random, what about, real crazy quick, person. What about a reformed neo-Nazi? Someone who anyone, used to be anyone, like it, who still has like uh, swastika oh, tattoos, but she has gotten over it. Oh, I'm, then I'm all for that. Yeah, anyone that'd, that'd be awesome right stories. up your alley. Some There's awesome guys. crazy stories. Anyone who's genuinely reformed deserves yeah, a chance. Exactly. Like Brad, would you ever consider? A, a totally reformed five and tour. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, technically, they're, that's they're what I am because yeah. I, I used to be hardcore. Well, yeah, because Protestant, yeah, but you were also a child, so yeah, I was. You know, I was you young. Grew up and got educated. Yeah, like six months ago, I was thumping a Bible. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It. Thank <laughs> God you met me in Bratton. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, people can. I mean, people can change. I mean, sure. That's not an immediate deal. Breaker. And then you're more interesting. Honestly, I think most people are boring. I'm just going to say that, throw that out there. I find most human beings boring. See, I think you can glean from anyone something that's interesting. I don't. And I, I normally do. I, there's something, I don't know, this is weird. Strangers just tell me stuff. I can talk to someone for like five minutes, and generally, I can get them to tell me all kinds of stuff. Just They, they just openly tell me things, which is weird. I don't I've understand. Seen, I've seen this happen, and the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, oh, <laughs> so bored right now. <laughs> Fact. I, I, I love human psychology. I love... Yeah, there's so many things. No, no, to it no, that no. Makes we're talking about me. deal breakers. But not, yeah, let's not, 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 not derail too much. Not green flags. Not green flags. There is a difference. More? Are there any more red flags for you guys? And/or deal breaker? I know it's weird <laughs> to think. It's like, what could be? Could you date a girl that is very into what is that guy's name? Toby Keith. Ooh. Ooh. Country yeah. music. No, I'm not. Lover. No, I'm not even talking about country music because there's Toby Keith is the epitome of what's wrong with country music. Wow. Because I like the Dixie Chicks, both on their political stance and on their music. I would say that one's a lot hotter than the other ones, but not not that that matters. You know, the thing is though that like <laughs> nothing, nothing but physical appearances, right? That's well, all joking, you're about. I, I say that again because we. I mean, we can use about the intellectual side of this all the time. Yeah. And ultimately, right. when it comes down to it, are there any real deal breakers on that point? You want to give everyone a chance, I guess, right? I have no issue. You don't want to Country judge music someone is not a deal breaker. appearances, but I do know, and that's part of this whole conversation, it's deal breakers like that. When someone has like, because I have heard two people talk about, oh no, that's a deal breaker. What? that I, Someone who chews gum, deal breaker. I mean, those, that's in and of itself, that's a weird thing to even think about or say. That chews gum? Yeah. That's well, a I was plus making, in I was my point. Making a random, <laughs> if they like experiment, of course, right? Well, that's why I chew gum, because, you know, it makes your breath smell better. True. And that goes back to hygiene, I guess. Too. I don't know. I guess, I just yeah. throwing out stuff. I, I'm so unaware of music. I don't know if a country music. I don't know if even a country music person. Like, as much as I dislike country music, I know I just like country music. But I'm so <laughs> unaware of music in general that I, I don't know if it would even register because I'm very used to ignoring music. Mm-hmm. Huh. So that might it might work. I might give her a chance. You might give her a chance. I'm gonna throw out the elephant in the room. What if What if you meet a girl? She's great. Turns out she's a furry. I'm just going to throw it out there. Well, Again, immediately, I'm like, hey, furry a deal real breaker. quick, you said at the beginning of this that you're attracted to people that are curious and that like to try different things. I'm just throwing that out to you I'm guys. just throwing that out that, I, well, I don't know, maybe you have, but have you ever tried it with a furry? No. <laughs> Not that I'm aware. <laughs> is that a deal breaker? I, I don't know if it'd be a deal breaker first, immediately. First go around? I know yeah. that sounds weird. I don't know if it's a deal breaker immediately. It's the person. I mean, I mean, I have their interests. I'm for it. I would so date a furry in a second just out of curiosity. Yeah, I, it would be interesting to see on a serious level. It'd be interesting to see what that was like. But I think you know, after like the first couple of times, then it would be like an actual like thing that I would get tired of, and she's <laughs> still really, really into because it's her fetish, right? Well, so. it, again, that goes into the whole furry argument. Like, is it a lot of it? Sometimes it's not sexual. It's just like people tend to identify with an animal. Which, how different is that than people identifying with anything? But, see, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Little- I mean, outside of the bedroom, when you all are just chilling at home, watching, like, a movie together, you're going to be sitting next to a, a teddy bear. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm sure some people Because I'm sure company. in the privacy of their own home, they like to wear their costumes and while they do everyday things like the laundry. Or the dishes. or And immediately I find this incredibly interesting, and I'm, I become, I'm more for it. 
and I want to find a furry now. <laughs> Brad's intrigued. Again, yeah. I mean, I just want to find people that aren't boring. Um, it okay. wouldn't be a deal breaker. It'd just be. I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think it would last. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a caution. caution. Be like, hmm, yeah, that's definitely light. a caution. You're a little weary of it. Here's an, an automatic deal breaker for me. And I, I, I I'm, don't know about you guys, but for me, if she wanted to do a threesome and the other person was a guy, Ooh. that is a deal breaker. Even if like uh, the two guys didn't touch at all or whatever, if it was you know just kind of like a finger cuff situation, still no. I don't even know if I could really would want to do... Well, no, I can't really say that. So, once again, I'd like to say hello to Ben's sister, who may be listening on the show. <laughs> Susan, turn it off now. <laughs> and her name is Susan. Great, um, <laughs> uh, Brad. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, but just just to clear, Ben, a th- like a sexual encounter with multiple people that if they're all women and you're the only guy, you'd be fine with. It's just that makes me sound very encounter. chauvinistic. No, dude. I mean, but yes, I would be fine with that. What if, what if, no, so even more, even more, what if she wanted to do an orgy with multiple people, multiple guys and girls? Well, they, all the men have to be, um, circumcised. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't want HIV. You. you gotta I be got, careful. Yeah. I don't know if I could do an orgy. I don't know if I could I, yeah, either, I dude. That's weird. That's, yeah. I don't know if it's, bizarre. I don't know if it's a deal breaker immediately. But it's not something I've really thought about as far as like, I never really thought about it either until just now. But I don't think I, as of right now in this seat, I couldn't do that. I don't think I could. Wow. Apparently, I'm the only one in the room who could. Well, no, I, again, <laughs> this is hitting me new. I don't think I could do it either. If I had yeah. to call it right now, it would be no. So it would be a deal breaker. Be I, a deal I would breaker. say right now it's a deal breaker too. Broken. The only story I've heard <laughs> of, at least in recent years, of like people I know who were involved in multiple Jones, partners orgy. Do you remember this, Brad? It was it. I mean, and Brad between cutting <laughs> and me. like this is, not, this is not any of the people in this room, but where we used to live. Remember on the bottom floor, oh. the legendary, and it did not sound fun. No, in fact, it, it got derailed. It's in, a very funny story. In fact, but. guys, um, it really people out there that might be for an orgy and in your head think, oh, orgy sounds great. Think about the realities of the orgy. Think about the people that would participate in an orgy. Just think about, think about, think about who you might end up with. Because I assume you might agree to an orgy before you are actually in the situation. And I, from what I hear, the reality of an orgy does not sound so pretty. No. At all. Mm-mm. God, I wish we could tell the story, but I don't think we have time for no. that. I don't um, think we have the stomach for that. So, yeah. Deal breakers. Deal breakers. We're just, we're just talking about that. Break you know? So, guys, we just watched a movie. We watch the movie. We watch the movie. A scary movie. A scary movie, yes. Well, it's more of a creepy film. <laughs> it was very creepy. In fact, it was a show about creeps. It was a creep show. It was it was creep show. It was creep creep show. Nineteen eighty two creep show, uh, directed by George A. Romero, written entirely by Stephen King. The Sounds like a nice duo there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And it's based it's based on like a comic book. And it's set up in a comic book form, and in fact, it's 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 reminiscent of the old fifties, uh, you know, scary rags that would come oh, yeah, horror comics, yeah, horror comics, yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff, strange tales, that kind of stuff. So it's divided into segments, mm-hmm. and there is a a wraparound story that they keep hinting back in between these segments, and that particular wraparound story is about a father and a son. Father and son, and it starts off where the father is very pissed at his son for reading Creepshow. 
which is a comic book, a horror comic book. Trash is what it is. It's trash. It's filthy, filthy trash. Now, the kid is a little bit of a smartass, and he says, well, it's no better than the magazines you have in your underwear. Ooh, (laughs) mom is right To which he gets a right in his face. Smack! Yeah. Dan, you didn't have to hit him. Not only do I find out he's reading this crap, he's a goddamn little snoop as well. No, what wasn't like that! Bad for me to get your coffin on Sunday! The windows are open downstairs. I better get down and close and the rain will get in. No, I'll do it. I got some garbage I want to throw away. Daddy, please don't throw it away. I'm sorry. Uh, and Bravo. he goes on to throw away the magazine and it tears the kid up inside. So he goes on a little adventure in his mind. I think is what was happening. Is it in his mind? Ah, well, the world all of a sudden turns into a cartoon, and we get sucked into the comic book. The kid has an acid trip. Yeah. The kid might have, he may have been slipped acid. Wow. Well, what if was your name is Joe King, and you're the son of Stephen <laughs> King, I'm sure your whole childhood was a little bit fucked up. Let's go ahead and say that this is a star-studded feature. Oh, absolutely. Wow, Stars so, everywhere. You just first star, it. Joe King. Yes. Son of Stephen King. Stephen, why is Stephen King name his son joking? Because <laughs> <Joking. laughs> he's a joker. Mm. He's a kidder, man. Joking. It's always with that. So joking, uh, this comic book gets thrown in, in the trash. He's very distraught about it. Uh, goes on an Asher trip, meets the Crypt Keeper, or, well... See, that's that's a weird scene on the beginning part. Uh, the son says something like, you're gonna pay, I hope you burn in hell. Or I hope something. you burn in like, hell, yeah. But he says this, like, to himself in his bedroom, his father's downstairs. Right, um, and he looks over at the window, and then there is, like, a Crypt Keeper ghoul thing, and it's right. just, like, waving. It's like, hey, what's up? No, it's hey. the 80s. They were everywhere in the 80s. Yo, Doc, it's just me. I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out Clarissa Explains It All style at your window. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Nice. That's right. I went so there. that's basically the wraparound story, and yeah. they get sucked into the first story. Yes. The first story is about cake. About cake. What's the name of it, Brad? I don't have it in front of me. I really like quick. That's why I left Father's it right Day. Ooh, it's called Father's Day. Father's Day. Father's Day. Real quick summary of the plot. The spookiest holiday of them all. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, guys. Scariest. <laughs> Terrifying. Let me tell you why. Papa, can you? All right. So there's a whole family, and they're getting together for Father's Day. It's it's a thing that they do because, sadly, the main father of all these, the person that connects all these people, died on Father's Day. Now, they think it's because of one of the aunts or sister, one of the daughters of his father. Aunt Tabitha. Be- Tabitha. Beat the father to death with a marble ashtray. They don't think. They know. Oh, yeah. Quick cast of characters. There's uh, Aunt Sylvia. Aunt Sylvia. Who's the old uppity lady. Old uppity lady. She has her two children there. Mm-hmm. A smart-ass, probably homosexual uh, Definitely son, homosexual. A daughter who loves to dance. Like She is a dancing queen. Yeah, a mentality of a child, too. Uh, and her husband, that guy played by Ed Harris. Probably Ed Harris with hair. And he's Ed little, Harris with hair. He's a little freaked out. He's a magician. He can make fire appear in his hands. Uh, <laughs> those are called strike anywhere matches. It might be strike no matches. They I might be know. matches, or he might be a wizard. I, I was so caught up in the story, I thought it was magic for a second. Um, and then the crazy aunt, what's Aunt Adelia, Aunt Adelia, who is suspected of killing yes. their father. Uh, he was really wealthy. He left them all kinds of money. Okay, she did kill her father. She goes to visit the grave. Um, the father loved cake. Freaking loved it. We, who, who doesn't love a good cake? We're treated to an amazing flashback scene really quick of uh, the father at the table. It's like, it's Father's Day. I want my cake. Where's my cake? You promised me my cake. Bedelia, 
I want my Father's Day cake. I, I was not aware they served cake on Father's Day. Who knew? I um, thought I thought I thought for Father's Day you got a child. You got ties. <laughs> you got yeah, a child. That's all you got a child. Your father you got a, you got a child. Oh, that's um, what you get. And ties. And ties. Oh god, tons of ties. Ties, ties and a child. Child and a tie. Wallets too. Child <laughs> and ties. Child with a tie tight around its neck. <laughs> Tighter and tighter and tighter until the child is no longer a well, child I, but a corpse. I, I, what? I digress. What? What's going on? Um, right. <laughs> let's go back to the story. Um, so then we see the daughter, the one that killed him, like, oh, she's upset. The cake is ready. I don't know why she doesn't give it to him, but she needs to put the perfect frosting on it. Pretty soon she gets upset. She goes and kills him. So we realize this. So it's back to the future. We're out of the flashback. She's by the grave drinking. She's talking to her father, basically telling exactly what we just saw happen to right. the father, which is weird, redundant. He's dead. Um, he may forget things. His brain's rotting. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you can't talk to someone once they're dead, right? Right. I was right. wrong. What? She what? talks to him. She spills, like, whatever she's drinking. Jack Daniels. Jack. Yeah. She just wastes it all over the grave. His hand comes up. Oh. A hand comes up from underneath the ground. She freaks out. She's scared to death. And her father comes back. Maggot-ridden face. Just a corpse. A zombie. And he's like, I want my cake. And he you're still like, wants that cake. that's the first thing out of his mouth. And she's freaking out. She should have just given him a cake. Yeah, he strangles her to death. It's over. We go back into the house. They're worried about her because normally you can set your watch by this woman. Except when she takes her time. Yeah. So they're all the house. Yeah, she's taking her time. Um, so the husband, the daughter, decides to go see what's up. He goes out there. Um, yeah, he's walking around. He trips into uh, an open... Well, first, um, if you notice, he, 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 he finds the spilt bottle of Jack, picks it up. He's like, oh, well, this bottle's just laying out in, in, you know, in the grass. I'll just take a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of gross. A little suspect. Um, so, yeah, he... Uh, at that point, he stumbles, falls in front of the grave. He's like, well, this is weird. He looks over. Oh, my God. There's the aunt that's dead. How is she dead? The grave behind him starts to move a little bit like it might fall on top of him. He's like, what's what? going on? And he looks over, and he sees the dead father. And he's there, maggot-ridden. He's just like, where's my cake? Where's my cake? <laughs> Man just wants his cake. At this point, we realize the zombie has magic telepathy. Tele- he tele- he's telekinetic. Yeah, he uses, or he's a Jedi. He uses the force. <laughs> he's definitely a Jedi. And he pulls. Zombie Jedi. Yeah, he's, he's kind of weak, though. I mean, Metachlorines are zombie pretty much Zombie Jedi. Zombie Jedi. George Lucas, please. Um, <laughs> there And the, the stone falls and kills him. Dead. We don't see him. We go back into the house. They're worried about the husband now. Well, but the, the daughter- daughter's not too worried. I forgot that they had a dance-off. <laughs> There's a whole scene that's amazing where the daughter and her husband have a dance-off, and it's effing amazing. Oh, man, it's it's gorgeous. Uh, but she's back in the house, and she's just dancing again. She's a dancing queen. There might be some subtle things where <laughs> she is a dancing queen. That's amazing. There might be some, we, The tenant at the daughter and the mother don't get along at all. Uh, none of the family really gets along. No. Um, so they're concerned. Um, but the mother decides to go in, I guess, to the kitchen to get the cake or just to chill. I can't I remember I think she just what. wants to yell at the help. Yeah. Yeah, she wants to yell the the hired help. She gets in there, and a lot of random stuff happens. It turns out the maid's dead. She can't yell at her. Or she still yells, but different way. And then the father's in the house. How to get in the house is just nuts. He kills her by basically just ripping her head off. That was sweet. It was awesome. That was awesome. I was not expecting it and it happened and I was blown away. Ninja yeah. style zombie attack. Just gone. He still wants his cake. In fact, he says, I want my cake. Bam. Man, he's a cake. Snap. 
So now it's just uh, brother and sister. Yeah. He says that he hated her all the time. Well, I, I know that he hated uh, her husband. Part of the movie's bleeding in my mind right now. But anyway, um, so they're going around the house trying to see what's going on. And they start to go in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, the kitchen door swing open. It's the zombie dead father, their grandfather. And he has on the plate that woman's head, their mother's head. There's frosting or mayonnaise. He's dead. He can't tell the difference. <laughs> and, and lit candles. And he's like, I finally got my cake. And they're like, oh, my God. Oh, well, gag. actually, it's, what is it, gas? Or, no, gag. <laughs> no, it's gag. It's gag. <laughs> um, we should There's also say, trouble. stylistically, like you said, it's broken up like a comic book. Oh, but there yeah. are parts where it looks like we're zoomed out onto a frame of a comic book or a page. And we go from frame to frame. And everything ends and begins with like an illustration and fade then, to illustration, fade to real. Yeah, and there's vo- there's talk bubbles and everything. There's even ads on some of the pages, which are great. There's foreshadowing, too, but I don't even want to talk about that. But anyway, A lot of thought went into that comic yes, book, which so, is really so cool. That's the end of Father's Day. Guys, what did you think of this, this first story? Man. It was amazing. I loved it. It, it I was a little leery, I'll be honest, because there was a lot of expedition, exposition at the beginning, but I was right. like, mm, I don't know about this, guys. Yeah. But it, it was magical. It, it got was. me on the roller coaster ride. I was ready for this whole thing. It makes me feel closer to my father. Really? It really does. Does your father like cake? He loves cake. Would he yeah. ever confuse a human head for a cake? If he was a zombie, he might. Which is understandable. Do you think the zombie is going to zombies be don't have eyes. They have eye sockets with maggots. <laughs> True. Do you think that zombie is going to be disappointed when he finds out he doesn't have a cake at all, but in fact, a head? See... That's what, because he can't see, dude. His eyes, like we talked about, are, you know. He's going to bite into that and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, he can't Aww. see. Like I said earlier, it's not frosting is on there. It's mayonnaise, probably. He can't tell. He's just yeah. like, he's yeah. like, I've been groping around that kitchen for two hours. I have no idea what the hell's going on. I just want a cake. I assume this felt, feels like a cake, I guess. Just, just give him a cake. Yeah, just give him cake. Seriously. Zombies want cake. That's what we've learned from this. Yeah, not brains. That's cake. what we learned. It, okay, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but it seems like every one of these stories had some kind of moral lesson or oh, teaching. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. And the first one has multiple ones. But I, I think the main one is that zombies want cake. Right. When a zombie apocalypse happens, just give them cake. They're confused. They know what's going just on. Just give them some cake. They don't want your brains. That just happens. Right. Also, never end a dance-off prematurely. Yes, never end a dance-off oh, prematurely. True, true. Dan- dance dance like you may never dance again, because you might not. Because your, zam- your zombie great-uncle might come from the ground and eat you like a cake. Judging by the intensity of their dance and their facial expressions, those two actors were dancing for their lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, they were. It was amazing. That was the best Ed Harris can dance. I think there was a Lindy Hop in there somewhere. <laughs> It was like a flash. He did, a, like, a, he did like a head bob. It thing, was like right? a, the chicken dance slash the Lindy Hop slash splash dance. It was amazing oh, as well. I don't know. They told him to turn it down, and he like did a move back and turned it down in his dance move, and then walked away. It was smooth <laughs> as ice, dude. Huge smooth, crazy smooth. Father's Day. Father's Day, man. It got us on track. What was the next story? Next story we've got is it's it's a classic. It's a little story called The Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill. This one was amazing. Jordy Verrill. Should we also mention really quick, we watched the preview of this before we watched the movie, and that scene from this sold it to me. Yeah. Because there's some guy, and then you see Stephen King in the background acting like a crazy. Right. It's awesome. But Brad, continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail it. We've only got one little character here. We've got one guy. Little Mr. Jordy. Played by Stephen King himself. Awesome actor. Oh, delightful. And this guy can do no wrong. Um, <laughs> Alright, immediately, Stephen King, he's, it's, it, it's set, I guess, kind of like in the, the I guess, the maybe 
fifties. It's uh, it's it's old times. It's kind of out in the country. Stephen King, much like an old prospector. He is just like the old prospector from Hangman's Curse. Guys, I think we've realized if you're a writer and you appear in a film of your work, you're going to be an old prospector, whether <laughs> yeah. you like it or not. That's it just, just happens. That's yeah. a, that's one of the lessons from this. Right. If I ever if I ever write a book and it becomes a film and I'm in it, I will be playing an old prospector. I promise you this. This is my promise to you. So, we have this. Okay, so we open up. Here's Stephen King. He, he's out He's out on his farm. Meteor falls to the ground. I'm excited. I'm immediately thinking, I can't wait till he starts talking to dogs. <laughs> this is going to be great. It's going to be just like Meteor Man. Not so much. <sighs> the only disappointment in this I, was Seriously, that. seriously. No Golden Lords, no Tigers, just Stephen King. <laughs> no surprise Tigers. So, he, he goes down and he's, you know, he, Stephen, Stephen King, he's, he's, got, he's realized... Hey, I can take this. I can sell it to the college. I sell it to my local country bumpkin college, and I can make tons of money. I can make, make enough to pay off all my loans. I can make enough to, to be able to, li- to live live like a rich man. I can make $200. $200. Two, not $50. Not 50 He's Not, not selling $75. $50. Not 75 Not 100 $200. $200. Real money. Wow. Really? Really, Jordy? Really? <laughs> really? So, a lot of money, frankly. But so he, he goes down. You know, he sees the meteor. He tries to touch it. Burns his finger. So what's he gonna do? He's gonna go get some water. He's gonna douse the meteor, cool it down. Smart thinking. Douses it. It there's smoke. Breaks in half. Oh. We we get a, we get a little flashback. We well, we get a little um we get a little dream sequence in his head. He's 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 imagining taking his little meteor up to the up to the local college, and they're like, what? A broken meteor? No, we won't even give you two dollars for that. Much less two hundred. Oh, he feels like a fool. He feels like a fool. Oh, you done it now, Jordy Farrell. You monkhead. But he's he's you know he's trying to look on the bright side. Hey, I'll glue it together. We'll make this happen. I'm getting my two hundred dollars. Damn it. <laughs> so packs it up, puts it in his pail, takes it off to his house. Looking at his finger. Oh, what? Something's going on. Some, there's something wrong with his finger. Now, are those blisters? Blisters could or be blisters. Seeds? Seeds? I don't know. I I thought it might have been a, a recurring problem that he was dealing with. Didn't realize it was necessarily related to the meteor at first. Something was flaring back up. Just because you're circumcised doesn't mean you don't need to wear a condom. Yeah, it's only sixty percent people. Sixty percent of condom is like what you did ninety something percent ninety five. Ninety five for a condom. Oh, add that together, it's over 100%. You're, you're, you're totally gold. immune. Check he your scorecards, guys. Check your scorecards. Check your scorecards. Seriously. So, he you know, takes it in. He's, he's, ah, his fingers really bother him. Sits down. You know, he's, he's, trying, he's trying to think on the bright side. He's going to watch some television, have a drink, enjoy life. His finger is now green. And not just, not just green as though gangrenous or something. No, there seems to be vegetation Vegetation is growing on his hand. So he's got some kind of fungus growing Some there. sort of a fungus. Some sort of a mossy-like growth on his hand. Ah. And it's spreading. Really? Like Quickly. Quickly, like a wildfire. All of a sudden, everything he's touched, you see, you start seeing this mossy growth everywhere. Like Midas. Hardcore. Vegetation. <laughs> Just like Midas. from him. But with we, we, get to, we go out and we see, around the meteor, it's starting to... Gr- this, this growth is beginning... Like like a kudzu, like a kudzu is this creepy meteor growth happening, and this yokel doesn't know how to take it. No, I mean, he thinks about going to calling a doctor, and then he's like, "Oh, but what if they cut off my finger?" So he doesn't call a doctor. What's he do instead? 
makes a screwdriver. It does. You got to. A vodka. Vodka kills the pain. Vodka will get rid of alien plant growth, obviously. That's what I do when I have an alien plant growth on my person. Yeah. Make some vodka. Doesn't work. Takes a little nap. Wakes up. He's 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 all kinds of green and vegetated. Covering. It's on his face. His hands green. His chair is sprouting green. The beer bottle he touched covered with green. What's he going to do? He wants to go take a bath. He wants to go get in the water. Why would he want to get in the water? It's the plants. Something about him was calling him. This is a symbiote at this point. I think, I think, I think he's becoming, I think he's becoming Swamp Thing. I think he knows the evil men do now. Oh. He knows the evil men do. (laughs) And it makes him want to get in the water. Wait, the evil men do? The evil evil men do. Oh, evil. You know men do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The evil evil men do. Yeah. Okay, my bad. My bad. So, uh, um, so he wants that, um, but he's, he's about to get in the bathtub, but all of a sudden, there's a ghostly reflection in his uh, medicine cabinet. Was it, was it his father? What was it? Yeah. His father. Yeah. His father, who's been dead. Hey, Pops, you can't be talking to me. You're dead. Real quick. Played by Bingo O'Malley. The Bingo O'Malley. <laughs> the Bingo O'Malley. The Bingo O'Malley guy. Bingo. Stephen King and the Bingo O'Malley together says, hey, don't you get in that water? Boy, uh, don't you uh, get in that water. Because plants like water. That's a bad idea. Of course. That makes sense, actually. You, yeah, it does. Um, you know, if you're going to get advice from a ghost in a mirror, maybe you should listen to it. Stephen King does not. <laughs> he gets in the water. Mm. Fade out. Next morning, his house covered in greenery. He is completely swamp-thinged out. No. Completely vegetated. Completely green. Shotgun. Picks it up. Blows his head off. Oh. Only half of it. It's pretty graphic. Yeah, it's pretty. It's fucking. He's saying something like "stop this" or "stop the pain." Or oh, something. it was uh, "please God, let my luck be in," because throughout, I don't know if y'all noticed that or not, but he kept talking yeah. to himself in the third person about how his luck is always out, and he always has right. bad luck, and he's always getting shit on. He just wanted this to end, and he wanted this to be the one time that his luck was good, and he could kill himself. And Downer. he succeeds because he fails at everything else. Bam. And then we hear about how the rain season's coming to the area, and, and there's going to be a lot of greenery. Sorry, yeah. Um, and we see that this crazy alien kudzu is taking over the landscape. Making it prettier, though. True. Yeah. Real quick, something I learned from this. Uh-huh. Global warming, not bad. It could stop the alien invasion. Very <laughs> <laughs> true. No, this dude, was an anti-global warming propaganda film. And honestly, if this, this was in the 80s, I didn't know. If yeah. we could use this to get rid of country yokels like in Tennessee, I'm all for it. Yeah. But if we could just like, you know, keep it down there. Just keep this to Tennessee. Taylor, get out. Get out now. <laughs> Everyone else, sorry. I think we should also talk about all the flash sequences in his mind. All those little vignettes. The same guy Bingo played O'Malley. the doctor <laughs> and also the professor at the university he was going to sell the meteor to. Yeah, and his father, the Bingo O'Malley guy. Bingo. Which was Still interesting, working, actually. Because at this point, you can tell Stephen King has a hand in this. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I will say when when I, uh, real quick, just side personal note, Creepshow, like Howard the Duck, the last one I uh, helped you guys with, uh-huh. uh, was a staple in my childhood. I love this movie. I probably saw it for the first time when I was eight. It scared the shit out of me. Dude, if you were eight years old, yeah. that would be creepy yeah. as yeah. hell. Particularly this segment. This segment scared the shit out of me more than any of the other ones. See, that's weird, dude, because when I was watching this, I was thinking, because I knew you'd said you watched it when yeah. you were young. I thought, I wonder which ones really 
set this Ben one, off. When you told me this, dude, I was like, no way. You The swamp thing shooting himself in the head freaked you out? Yeah. Well, first off, the whole shooting him thing in the head thing was very graphic because it wasn't like a cutaway. It was, it was real because yeah. it was obviously a puppet now that I look at it now. But, I mean, like half of his head is completely blown against the wall behind him. Which, if you're, like, you know, an eight-year-old and you're seeing this, you think that really is the guy. Plus, he can't control it. You know, it, it keeps spreading, and he doesn't want to lose his fingers. And when I was eight, I was like, I don't know if I could, I, I, could I get my fingers cut off? I mean, I guess I would have to, but what would I do for the rest of my I mean, it scared the shit out of me. It's creepy. It was a moral dilemma that I couldn't, you know, come to a, a, a good conclusion in my own eight-year-old mind. And the way that it ended up ending really scared the crap out of me because I don't really know if I knew suicide existed. This might have been your first exposure to suicide. Might have been. And sadly, it was like a country yokel's last ditch effort. It's like he didn't know any better because obviously this guy has some kind of he's got some issues to work through. Right. Yeah, that's his only escape. That's almost sad and tragic. Yeah. See, I took the whole piece to be more of a um, a statement about abstinence. Hmm. Because, well, yeah, Self. think about it. You know, right. renal disease is spreading. Right. Um, yeah, you got to be careful about that. Touching things unprotected. Yeah, I mean, you might, you might, you might be young. Hormones are raging. Like, well, what would this be like? You know, you know, you're confused a little bit. You know what's going on. Right. Um, how different is that than this meteor story? Wow. It's That's, pretty different, actually. I, 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 yeah. very, very <laughs> I, I was just kind of making fun of Twilight there with the Dustin stance. Yeah. yeah. Except um, that time when I was a kid and I had sex with a meteor. Oh, Brad, that was a mistake. That was weird. Yeah. You'd have to go to the doctor after that. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. All right, guys. So the next segment is called Something to Tide You Over. And in this segment, two of our greatest actors of the 20th century represent. Oh, hands down. Hands down. And that would be, of course, Sir Leslie Nielsen. <gasps> oh. Which I don't know if he's been knighted or not, but... All right. And if he hasn't yet, he should be. Ted he's, a knight, he's, he's a knight of Ramjack. Ted Danson is the other one. And actually, I, I am a big fan of Ted Danson, particularly oh, Sam yeah. Malone. I love the character of Sam Malone. Oh, Cheers, Cheers is, is awesome. I haven't really seen much of Kirby or enthusiasm, but I, I digress. Uh, so anyways, these two are in a creep show together. And in this particular segment, something to tide you over, Ted Danson is sleeping around with Leslie Nielsen's wife. Can you blame him? But it's true love. Let's be honest. Yeah, it is true love. And Leslie Nielsen is just, he's, you know, got a lot of money and met this girl when she was young and impressionable and, you know, took her in. But he likes to possess things. And the fact that Ted Danson's love is taking something that he, quote unquote, owns Mm. bothers him. Yeah. So he has decided if he can't have it, then no one can have it. So what he does is he goes over to Ted Danson's house and knocks on the door and is like, you know, we need to talk uh, and plays a tape recorder and it's the wife and she's screaming or she's like, you know, help, I need help, come save me, Ted Danson. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what his You're name my was. only hope, Ted Danson. Fuck. <laughs> You're screwed. <laughs> hey, close the bar early. We've got, I need your help. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Norm's drunk and it's weird. <laughs> So Ted says, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll come with you. You know, we'll, we'll work this out. You know, we'll figure out what it's going. So Leslie Nielsen takes Ted Danson to his beach house, which is on a deserted 
It's not really an island. It's it's a beach that's far away from all civilization, pretty much. It's it's, it's the lost island. It is yeah, the lost island. He owns island. this no island, one can too, hear right? He owns property for like Yeah, he owns like the coast. whole thing. Yeah. They walk up a sandy dune, and at the end, they see a shovel and a mound of dirt. And Ted automatically assumes, well, shit, that's where my Becky is, is buried. That's the name of the wife, Becky. So he runs down and looks inside, and there's nobody. It's just a hollow hole. And Leslie Nielsen says, well, he... He picks up the shovel to hit Leslie Nielsen in the face, but turns around. Oh, Leslie Nielsen's got a gun. Yeah, fuck her. He pulled it on him, and he says, get in that hole or I'm going to shoot you. Wait, real quick. Where did he pull the gun from? Oh, well, where do you think it was, dude? It was in his ankle holster. Oh, yeah, his ankle holster. (laughs) Where do you keep your gun? (laughs) Well, now I keep it on my ankle because that seemed to work for him. Got to. (laughs) So, anyways, he makes Ted Danson get in the hole, and... uh, I mean, you know, they have a little verbatim as that, I don't want to do this, I'm going to make you do this, no one can hear you scream, yada, yada, yada. So eventually he gets down on the knees, and Leslie Nielsen buries him all the way up to his neck. So now he can't move, and he's trapped, it's like, what's the med, you can't get out. Real quick, just interjection. Uh, yeah. Never get in a hole anyone tells you exactly. to get into, especially if you're on the beach and you have a shovel, yeah. a weapon in your hand. You've got a shovel. With At least make, it, make an attempt, because Fight worst case life. scenario, well, worst case scenario, he'll shoot you in the head and die. He hadn't Most likely, he'll either miss or hit you in an appendage, which you can still go. Yeah. yeah. Just saying, you have a way better chance of actually he, getting, and he's the old. And he hadn't even cocked the gun yet. Yeah. He could have smacked that out of his hand. Yeah. Easily. He could have smacked him in the temple and killed him. Yeah. Problem. Had he done that, he couldn't find Becky. Because Becky is locked somewhere. She's she's gone. Yes, he doesn't know where true. Becky's at. And that's the, maybe the only reason why he is going along with these commands. Um, I mean, that is the reason, Ben. Tons more fish in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, no. there may be other people in the ocean, too. Or other things. Or, well, we'll so, anyways... <laughs> so he gets in the hole he's buried up to his neck regardless of you know he could have make a grab for it taking this guy to police you know you know try to find becky while there's still time all that kind of stuff so he's buried up to his neck in the sand leslie nelson leaves and then comes back and he comes back with a tv and a tape recorder and a very long cable that goes, I guess, all the way back to his house. I also, I love the fact that while he's gone, um, Ted Danson takes a chance to take a little nap. Yeah. <laughs> he's out hot in the sun. He takes a little nap and wakes up to a crab. <laughs> Surprised by the crab. His nostrils out. Seeing Ted Danson surprisedly wake up to a crab in front of him is a life-changing moment. Yeah, I Everyone. don't know. I'm You're pretty mate. sure Sam Malone has experience with crabs. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, if you watch this movie for any, if, if for nothing else, at least watch it to watch Ted Danson wake up and find a crab <laughs> in his face. Wow. So anyways, uh, anyways, so he puts the TV in front of uh, Ted Danson, turns on the TV, uh, there's Becky. She is also buried up to her neck in sand, but the tide is coming in and slapping her in her face. Yeah, so she's going to drown as the tide comes in. And Leslie Nielsen points the camera down on Ted Danson and says, you're going to drown too, and I'm going to go home and watch it. Because he's a sick fuck. A crazy, crazy motherfucker. And he said, maybe if you can figure out a way to hold your breath long enough in between the waves, you can survive this. But of course you can't, because oh, eventually right. the tide goes completely over his head. and you know, you know. Oh, yeah. So he, the guy goes to watch him at the Pearl Station, right? 
Yes, it's no. it's the comfort station because this is Comfort Island. It is a total Dharma station, dude. It's complete Dharma station with Dharma monitors, and this is 1982, so it is all relevant technology of right. a Dharma initiative time, I guess, or towards the end of the Dharma initiative. So, in addition to Roadhouse, Anyways. Uh, <laughs> this segment of Creep Show may also be a prequel to Lost. We never found Kelvin's body. That's all I'm saying. <gasps> Oh, continue, please, Ben, because there's something else lost about this. Real quick, this. though. Real quick. In Lost... Go ahead. <laughs> like, uh, when they're talking about uh, the Dharma Initiative, isn't, the, isn't it funded by the Alejandro Foundation or something Alvar like Hanzo? that? Yeah, yeah. And they, if he's like this shadowy figure on top of a like a, oh. a skyscraper, that's fucking Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen oh is Alvar Hanzo. There you go, dude. Revelation. Guys. Awesome. Wow. Anyways, back to Ted Danson and Becky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so they drown, obviously, because you can't survive that. <laughs> no, I think I love the scene where we just see him completely underwater, like, looking around. <laughs> like, he's obviously in a fish tank. Submerged, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> For a good 30 seconds. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you think at that point, maybe he will make it. Well, I think no, what that no, was no. supposed to be was him eventually giving up and starting to breathe the ocean water into his Oh, yeah. That's what that was trying to convey. It was done in horrible 80s, you know. And if you're thinking about time scale, there's no way the tide's going to come in like that to where you'd be completely submerged underwater like that. Um, and you still have all of your breath to be able to have that oh, scene. Yeah, that's yeah, impossible. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway, that's an aside. <laughs> I thought that was great. So uh, Leslie Nielsen did his job. He killed him. Yeah. Good. So what's he going to do? Story over, right? Uh, story over? Story over? No, story's not over. He, what? He's, well... He's done with his killings for the day. He's going to kill go someone watch else. Some te- well, it's Alejandro Verde or whatever. He's got stuff to do. Right. Yeah, exactly. So he, he he's going to call it the night. He's going to watch a little Johnny Carson, turn off TV, take a late night shower, and then get ready for bed. Hey, guys. I, if uh, Ted Danson and a crab didn't draw you in, maybe a Leslie Nielsen shower scene will. <laughs> man, there's nothing hotter than a sexy silver shower scene. God, Surprisingly, his hair doesn't get wet or uncoughed. Quaffed. Yeah, yeah. His <laughs> hairspray stays in the entire time. Steamy shower Steamy. scene. Silver hair and all. So hot. Silver chest hair. Same. So surely this goes uninterrupted, right? Well, well, I mean, this is this is what's selling the film. Is it a deal breaker? <laughs> Silver uh, chest hair. Yeah. With this film, I was a little right. on edge at first, but I kind of liked it once it was going. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, he hears something uh, out in his apartment while he's taking a shower. So he, he stops the shower, he gets out, puts on his bathrobe, and he walks in, trying to figure out what it is. And he walks onto Becky and Ted dancing. Wait, how is that possible? They're dead. No, they're zombies. They're water zombies. Water zombies. Do water zombies want cake? Water zombies don't want cake. They, they, no. What do water zombies want? Okay, look, they're water zombies. First, they do want cake. Well, of course, because all zombies want he cake. He doesn't know this, though, so he can't give them what they want. Uh, and they can't really talk very well. I don't know if you noticed that. I could understand what they're saying, but it was kind of... It took I had me a while. S- yeah. Oh, yeah. I will say the makeup on these zombies was pretty kick-ass. Yeah. Well, it's Better Tom than Zavini. the first one. Tom Zavini did um, special effects makeup for this. And what else oh, has yeah. Tom Zavini done? Uh, he did uh, Dawn of the Dead. The Dawn 1974 Dead. version? Or like yeah. The, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you could tell immediately, because yeah, it was very awesome. similar in look. Yeah, it was really good. Gotcha. So what happens? He's not phased by these. This I give the character this. He sees these zombies, and it's just like, whatever. Well, because he's got a gun. I got a gun. I got. And, and like and all zombies. zombies in movies, you shoot a zombie in the head, it kills it, right? He's standing up on pop culture. Yeah, he knows this for a fact. No, it doesn't. No. All that happens is a little seawater and blood comes out, and they keep coming. Ben, that's the only thing keeping me 
from totally losing it and going crazy is the fact that I could kill zombies with a single bullet to the head. You tell no, me that's dude, not true. No, dude, no, dude, that's not true. But you know how to. Oh God. You know oh. how to take care of zombies. You bake them a cake. I, I bake them a yellow birthday cake. Yeah. Or Father's Day cake. Exactly. And then they're they happy. Maybe put a little mayonnaise on there. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never notice the difference. So yeah, so he runs into the next room because these zombies they walk literally. I don't know, maybe like a mile a minute. I mean, oh, these yeah. guys are slow. these are slow zombies. I will say when he shoots him in the head, awesome special effects. That was awesome. That was. Yeah. It looked like it actually came from her brain. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Uh, so, anyways, he locks himself in his room. They're obviously not going to get around, and then bam! Oh, they're standing right behind him. Teleporting underwater zombies he that want kill. Yeah. The hallway went around and back into the uh, the room. Yep. Of course, he's afraid. You're not thinking about stuff like that. So he's fucked. And then they get him. Yeah. I don't know what happens. I think it, I think it fades to back to animation well, he, there. He starts laughing maniacally. Like, cause uh, at yeah. this point, and I, I thought this was interesting. A lot of the characters in here don't get scared and freak out and like cower. They are either brave, like. All right, we're going to do this. Or they start going crazy. Like, yeah. That's the only coping me- mechanism they have is like to be like, this is ridiculous. I don't understand what's going on. Which is interesting because you don't see that a lot in a lot of horror movies. True. Now, anyway. So props to them. I thought that was an interesting twist. But yeah, he gets buried alive. They bury him alive. If you think about it, though. Zombie, I guess eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah. They do bury him alive. If you think about it, like, the way that they react to certain situations and stuff like that, I mean, it's kind of like how, like, it's all coming out of an 11-year-old's mind. Yeah. You know, if you think about the, the grand scheme and the, the wraparound story, so they kind of act how this character would think they would act. I, yeah. Maybe well, I'm reading too much Again, into Stephen it, King wrote this, right. and we know how he favors stories with young children. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand by me? Yes, I know. Stephen, Stand by me? Stephen King loves young children. He loves... He uh, likes, what was the Duddits one? Uh, Dreamcatcher? Dreamcatcher. Uh, Stephen King it, loves young boys that you know have to deal with big issues growing up which is I mean that's what his son is playing in this film but that's like just the wraparound story um so yeah what else did you learn about this besides you can't kill sea zombies with a single bullet to the head I learned don't piss off Leslie Nielsen and by Leslie Nielsen I mean Alvar Hanzo yes yes sir (laughs) Leslie Nielsen indeed of the Ramjack knighthood I don't know (laughs) sir Leslie our first member yeah dude I, I thought this was really good, though. I really yeah, enjoyed this one. Great stuff. Again, I I was once the zombie ate cake. I was on the ride for this whole thing. I wanted to see more of the crab. I wish yeah. the crab was featured. I wish he had befriended the crab. Yeah. Or like the crab was on his shoulder when he came in there. Like when they busted in as a zombie. Yeah. Just see those cats together. You know, just doing what guys do, living life. Him and the crab. It's a spinoff TV series. Pilot season. Who's there? <laughs> Me. I will say this also. Mm, uh, I'll catch it on Hulu. Ted Danson and a crab. Ted Danson and a crab. I know, That's but I'm, I'm really show. bad, yeah. What was interesting was this is 82. Ted Danson looks young. Mm, He's got kind the, of the This 80s is the same year that Cheers started, right? I'm pretty sure. I, well, I don't know. His hair His hair was kind of long for that. But he had on, like, total, like, hey, we're still transitioning from the 70s clothing. Everyone did. did. Right. Well, but actually, it's probably still in 81. Yeah, Cheers started in 82. There you go. Yeah. I will say this. Uh, Leslie Nelson looks the same. True. Yeah. He looks identical. Whereas now, whereas now, Ted Danson looks like Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen still looks the same. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. They could remake this with Ted Danson playing the Alvar Hanzo part. I will say that also, Leslie Nielsen, I, 
I don't see him playing a part like this very often. It yeah. was actually kind of weird to see him not do something that was like, oh, it's like airplane or naked gun ridiculous. or anything like that. Yeah. 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 He was serious and he was playing it. Like he was. Yeah. Good job for him. Not that, you know, acting's a strong suit in this film, but I think it was, it was nice. I, I thought it was a pretty good job. Absolutely. I think they all did a pretty good job throughout the whole thing, pretty much. Even Stephen King, man. Even I, Stephen I, King. The way, that shot. Just because of the way that he did it was so good. His pro, his old prospector was the best I've seen a writer of the work <laughs> do. <laughs> he kicked Frank Freddy's ass. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I've staged him on so many levels, old prospector being one. Wow. Yeah, dude. I can't it, wait to see David Mamet's prospector movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be amazing. Yeah. Should we go ahead and jump to the next story? Turn the pages, if we will. Let's do sure. it. Sure. All right. As we turn the page, notice at the bottom, it looks like something's clipped out. Oh, really? Which is weird. I don't understand. That's just there, the the artist, you know, adding a little more flavor, right? Yeah. I mean, on a page, it's more of like ads for things like you can send in, you know, getting muscles in like four weeks or whatever. Or yeah. X-ray, or glasses. x-ray glasses. I'm just throwing that out there underwear. for some foreshadowing, maybe, which this movie did do again. Props on the polish, guys. The next story is called The Crate, I do believe. Yep. Okay, really quick, there's, there's two groups of people. There's Herman Munster. Um, <laughs> no, we, we, we determined he's not Herman Munster. No. What? What? Yeah, I'm sorry. No. We, I looked him up on IMDb. He, he kind of looks like the guy, but he's not Herman Munster. Oh, no. I know. Hit the, I thought I'd Wait send a that to you. Herman Munster so we don't have Herman Munster, but we still have Mark Twain, right? We have Mark course. Twain. Hal Holbrook? Hal Holbrook, dude. Would anyone, would anyone be opposed to me still calling him Herman Munster? <laughs> Fine. No, no, no. What? No, 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 no. Herman Munster, Mark Twain. It makes it more fun, and it makes... Right. I think the audience will be able to react better to it or understand what I say by Herman Munster. Oh, that's the other guy. All right, well, we'll do it over then. Sure. Okay, well, no, we'll just continue from here. Okay. We have Herman Munster, and he's a professor at a college, I think, right? right. Or a mm-hmm. university. And another professor is... Another professor is Mark Twain. Right, of who course. is trapped in a relationship um, with a rather like just a Spitfire girl who's kind of a bitch, kind of, kind of played by Adrian Barbo of Swamp Thing fame. Yeah, well, tons of things fame, but you'll know her from Swamp, Swamp Thing. Thing. Come what on, else? Guys. What else would you know her from? Oh, what else? In the uh, Ramjack catalog. Well, she's done a lot this of voiceovers. Was, this was weird when Ben this, just dropped this on us. It was a bomb. So what else has she been in? You said voiceovers, Brad. What? She she did some voiceovers for the computer system in Demolition Man. Are you kidding me? Yep. Every time you cussed, she gave you a ticket. Well, no, because that was that was Cocteau. But she was the computers. And interesting enough, she's also already in the Ramjack family. Love it. So we have those two groups of people. Um, they're at a party at the beginning. Herman Munster's hitting on a young, uh, just like college chick. And he's working his professor charm on her. And it's, what you do? Things are going to happen. That's why you get your master's, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, Mark Twain is just like, oh, he's a shadow he's of a man. He's a cockold, man. This yeah. is the, I don't know if you know what the definition of a cockold is, but it's this guy. Pussy yeah. whipped. Definitely. His chick's just running around uh, with reckless advantage, talking to people, being vulgar. People are like, oh, heavens. She's a bit of a drunkard. She's a bit of a drunk. She's, She's a lush. A drunkard. A lush. Lush is a good word. Lush is the A B drunkard, word. lush, slattern trollop. So he's watching from the wings the whole time during this whole thing. He's thinking of ways to kill her. My favorite is at the party where he just looks over at her. She says something vulgar. He o- opens up his jacket. Mark Twain pulls out a, a, a gun and just shoots her <laughs> through the head. Another good special effect. She yeah. falls. Everyone at the party looks shocked, looks at him, all in unison, and they start clapping like... 
Not, not just clapping, golf claps. Golf claps golf all claps around. Are... Oh, well done, sir. Well done. Great shot, Bullseye. Mm. Oh, nice. It, there's also a scene where he tries to kill her with a tie. Hey, in my mind, I hope that, like, he does carry around a gun. And the real, like, when he comes out of this little dream of his, he really is holding a gun at her. And everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and Mark Twain's kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, shyly. Because that's what he is. He's coy yeah. like this. Um, and with the tie thing, too. Like, I'm hoping, like, when he's, like, strangling her, like, when he comes to reality, the tie's around her neck. She's like, what the hell are you doing? Anyway, so there's that story. But Herman Munster's called back to the lab because a janitor lost a quarter underneath the stairs. And that's, yeah, <laughs> that's what you do. Oddly enough, there's like a crate or like not crate. A, well, there is a crate underneath the stairs, but there's like a grating system underneath the stairs to keep people from going underneath them. And it's locked. Who knows why? Uh, but there's a crate in there covered in chains. By locked, I think you mean screwed in place with a yeah. screwdriver. I mean, no one's supposed to get in there. I guess it's part of the ventilation system. Who knows? But there's a crate under there from way way back in the 18-somethings? 18, 1834. 1834. Did they say it was some kind of Arctic expedition uh-huh. or like jungle expedition? Okay, Arctic jungle expedition, yes. I'm getting tongue-tied, yes. Um, <laughs> so the janitor calls Herman Munster and is like, hey... Um, first I lost a quarter. I know that's weird, but I kind of need my quarter for a Coke. Also, come check out this, you know, this crate. So he's like, all right, I got to get down there. So they get down there. They open the crate up. The guy's like, it's out of here. Oh, wait, there's my quarter. Got to get that Coke. <laughs> um, it is, it is 82. Uh, yeah, man. Inflation is even. You know what? I, I think you should, I really, I think you should, should have saved that quarter and gone and bought a Crystal Pepsi instead. Or. Oh, well, this uh, is pre-Crystal Pepsi. He didn't know the joy of what that that's would be. That's true. Just stock certificate of IBM. Ooh, yeah, you should have. But they don't know these things yet. They don't have a is future a version code? of them time-traveling back to do things. This is 82. Gooey's about to come out, man. We yeah. were talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> there are some interesting computer stuff happens later. But they get the crate out. They move it to the lab because they're interested. They're curious. So naturally, they open it. But the janitor says, wait a minute. I think I hear something on the inside. But this mm-hmm. is obviously too old. It's been under the staircase for who knows how long. There can't be anything in it. Open it up. It's weird. It's old. The janitor puts his hand in there immediately for no reason. He's just like, oh, well, it's cracked up. Let me just put my hand in there. He's a janitor for a reason. Yeah, he's a janitor for a reason. Um, I, I think maybe his quarter fell in there. And of course, like anything where his quarter falls, he's going <laughs> to grab right into it and gravitate, which is a mistake because inside is a mogwai. <laughs> Wait, well, more like more like a, a semi, like in between a gremlin and a mogwai. You know what it reminded me of? Did you ever see Congo? It reminded Hell me of the apes no. in Congo. But this is this is a small crate. Like, it's not big. So this no. is like a mini a It's mini like a tiny Congo Sasquatch. Weight. A tiny Sasquatch with big old teeth. What's going on? It's about the size of this table. Was it? Yeah. Okay, maybe the perspective of it was weird. I mean, it I seemed like, like crate, it was small. I feel like it changed sizes. Well, okay, let's let's talk about this. The Sasquatch just totally eats. Yeah. Like, totally kills the janitor. Herman Munster watches, because he's into that. And he... <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> But he he's freaked out and he he just runs like he's terrified. He goes to meet up with Mark Twain. But and this also goes back to the box size. The monster like goes ah, like eats his arm. We see blood trail down. But then he brings him into the box and eats. So this right. box has to be big enough for a mini Sasquatch, Doctor Who box, grown man, and a full grown man at least in chunks and pieces to fit in him to eat. It's a Doctor Who box. Yeah, and this monster is really smitten with this box. He's been in there for. I've, more than 150 years. 150 years. 150 years. Well, that's actually more than that, but yeah. So he gets he gets the crate off of the, the table, 
and takes it back underneath the stairwell. It's the only home he has. It's all he knows, which is sad and the tragic part of the story. He just wants to go back to the Arctic jungle where he belongs. He's, he doesn't understand things. He's just like, what is this environment? I've been in this black void forever. I'm so hungry and I'm so scared and I'm so hot. <laughs> he did have a lot of fur. Same. He was very furry. Yeah. Huh? That summers were not kind for him. Yeah. Especially oh. being trapped underneath a stair. Oh, in a university, you know no one's there in the summer. Uh. They cut the air conditioner off. Uh. Just the think about the noise of all the students running around willy-nilly. This is an animal rights piece. I didn't oh, realize this until now. PETA! PETA, get involved! There's a Sasquatch that needs your help. And roaches were definitely hurt in the making of this film. Oh. That's coming later. Okay, let's let's see what happens really quick next. Um, So, Henry Munster goes back to Mark Twain. He tells Mark Twain everything. Mark Twain says, okay, this is, a, this is the chance I have. I've been trying to <laughs> kill my wife, my bitch of a wife. I'm going to trick her into coming down here and get eaten by the monster. So he, he leaves a note. It's a tiny note, but apparently he has handwriting the size of, like, 10-point font. Look, he's Mark Twain. He's got incredible penmanship. Yeah. Um, so he makes a note about, hey, look, you know that professor hits on young girls? Well, he got in trouble. He took her back to his, I guess, his office. Something happened, and he needs our help. I know that you're cool with this stuff because you love gossip. You love scandal. Come and help me with this. So she, when she gets home, because she's out and about, she gets the note. It's like, I got to go to school. Meanwhile, Mark Twain's at school cleaning everything up because there's blood everywhere. And he realizes, okay, the monster's here. Um, long story short, she comes in there. He kind of tricks her like, hey, go underneath the stairwell. She has no idea what's going on. He says, like, the girls in there won't come out. She goes in there, and then he can't contain himself. Kicks her into there, like, holding her down, shaking her, like, wake up, wake up. Talking to the monster, like, eat her, eat her. And I love this part in this movie. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, there's a part where the monster doesn't come. He's like, damn it. Yeah, she's, that was really cool. And she's <laughs> like, what, what the hell's wrong with you? What? And she starts berating him, talks about his lack of skills in the bedroom, which hurts him hard. Ouch. Real hard. And then all of a sudden, monster saves the day. Oh. Little Satchquatch is like, hey, what's up, guys? Arr! And just bites into her. <laughs> just great you think this is a friday night fight huh is that what you think you want to see some real punching same old henry afraid of your own shadow you know what henry you're a regular barnyard exhibit sheep's eyes chicken guts piggy friends and shit for brains. No good at departmental politics. No good at making money. No good at making an impression on anybody. And no good at all in bed. When was the last time you got it up, Henry? Huh? 
When was the last time you were a man in our bed? Now get out of my way, Henry, or I swear to God you'll be wearing your balls for earrings. And I swear to God if you ever touch me again... Takes a chunk out. It was pretty Takes awesome. Takes a chunk out. Yeah. I will say, I missed a whole other scene, but we were not going to go back to talk about it, where the monster kills someone else, which was very cool because, like, he rakes his face. Oh, that's yeah. That's inside. He James Bonds him as well. He Oh, he does James Bond him. Let's talk really quick. What is that, Goldfinger? Goldfinger, yeah. A scene in Goldfinger. <laughs> there's really quick, but you have to know this. In Goldfinger, James Bond has just uh, had his way with some woman, just random chick. It's James Bond. Um, I want to say, who calls him? He gets a call from Felix Leiter. Yeah. And he's like, Bond, we've got another something for you. Are you ready? And, like, this girl's, like, all over James Bond. She's, like, holding him, like, cuddling. She wants to cuddle. And he's talking. And to finally get her to shut up, James Bond puts his hand over her face and shoves her back on the bed. (laughs) Not kidding. When I saw this, like, what was that, a few months ago? I was like, whoa. That's crazy. Sat Squatch, that's his move to finish right. him off. He bites you, and then he James Bonds you in the face into the wall, and he eats you. Anyway, he eats the woman. Uh, Mark Twain is giddy. Um, somehow, he gets the chains back around the, the crate, and he locks it up. And the monster can get his hands out, but he can't get out. The monster's kind of smart, too. He takes him to a lake or some kind of ravine and then throws the box over to get rid of all the evidence. He goes back, because he also drugged Herman Munster to keep him from following him. Um, Herman Munster wakes up, they have a game of chess. That's what they do. Yeah, Mark Twain, Herman Munster, a game of chess. A battle of wits, those two. Um, who wins? We don't know. But I'm pretty sure Mark Twain has got a new lease on life, so he's going to win. Yeah. yeah. And Herman Munster's a little on, on edge, because what if the monster gets out? He's like, it can't happen. We immediately go to underwater in the lake or ravine. And the wood has loosened, and since he can move his hands around, monster breaks free. And then it ends. We don't know what happens. But that monster wants some cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's zombies, but I'm sure he wants cake. Uh, ice cream cake. Sure. Monsters want ice cream cake? Sure. Okay. Lava cake. I don't know what. Monsters like cake in general. Let's just throw that down <laughs> on right. the table. All monsters like cake. Zombies especially, but we can assume all zombies. So what do you guys think about this thing? Really quick. This was awesome. It was kick-ass. Yeah. It was amazing. What else can you say about <laughs> it? Was, yeah. The monster's pretty badass. Yeah, it's very nice work. For 82 especially, I was blown away with some of the special effects they did on this. Yeah, Savini. He's the man. All right, what do we have next? What's the next story on this thing? All right. Next story. They're creeping up on you. They're creeping up on you. They. We All see right. a spider on the, uh, which is like, a red herring but on the, the comic page that turns the illustration there's like a spider in the corner like they're breathing up on you so you think you think you know where it's going but yeah and you think since you know I don't know when it came out but we can assume it's a, a space spider it or like some kind of space or like or spider demon yeah ancient spider because Stephen King did write this let's yeah space that out. Right. Um, okay I just want to say first of all this by far creeps me out the most of all of them because this is fucking creepy this story I, I will say to children this whole thing would be scary as hell but this is creepy. Yeah, I want to say, like, I, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was coming up. But you two were squirming left and right during this. I, one. I'm I, not I even just, joking. You guys yeah, were. And I, I think, I've seen this before. Yeah. And this still freaks me out watching Insects this. are creepy in general, man. Yeah. Praying right, so, mantises are scary as hell. Oh, I like praying mantises. I mean, they're cool I don't insects. mind insects. I don't like these insects. 
okay, that yeah, happen to be true. in this this these insects. These are the worst insects next to maggots, but maggots aren't insects. They would become insects. Oh yeah, they're like baby flies, mm-hmm. worms. <laughs> but they've already been featured in this movie, so we can assume they're not going to make an appearance again. Right. So we open up. Okay, we are in this awesome, super clean, all white, crazy eight, 1982 futuristic <laughs> uh, penthouse apartment. It's owned by this this uh, well off businessman, stockbroker. Stockbroker. He's 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 running every he's running his entire empire apparently. From an elaborate computer and phone system. And, and a dot matrix printer. And a dot matrix printer. Oh, yeah. Total it's, retail price in 82, probably about twenty dollars to $34,000. Exactly. $24 million. Oh, yeah. 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 Millions is, yeah. <laughs> and it's a complete clean room. He's got, like, he's got, like, shoots to, like, take away his, his refuse. Everything is white. Vacuum tubes to take Vacuum away his refuse. It, dude, it's amazing. I want that just in my everyday life. Yeah, that's well, pretty sweet. Why are we not delivering on that? We can do that. We have the technology. Let's make this happen. Okay, continue. Send our refuse away to others. <laughs> we'll just have it go to a pipe in Mexico. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, you know, this guy, he's he's obviously a germaphobe. Like, hardcore. We see yeah, him washing his hands, freaking out. He's killing... Oh, there's a roach in his fucking apartment. And sadly, he's, it's, a, it's a fully adult big one, he says, yeah. which... We all know, at least we've heard, if you see a big roach, then you have an infestation. Yeah. But he doesn't know this. Cool. His head's in the, in the clouds of, like, he's, stocks. He's, he's, got, he's got a can of, of, of spray. He is spraying the hell out of this bastard. He's just emptying a can to kill this thing. He wants it dead. Obviously, termophobe. Completely white place. What the hell is this thing doing in here? He's paying so much money to be in this place? I mean, come on. You, you don't want a roach running around. You don't want roaches running around. Yeah. But you know, he goes back, takes a call. Uh, you know, there's a big merger going on. He's he's you know doing a little he's doing a little takeover of a company. Yeah, bit of prick. Yeah, he's a he's a bit of a douchebag. He he finds out that uh, the guy that was heading the company that they're buying out is committed suicide. Oh, he doesn't really care though. It's good news. It's not going to be an issue. He's not going to have to worry about that guy. He's not going to have to no give severance him a, a job. Like no that. severance pay. Yeah. The guy's dead. Good for him. Bravo. Good way to look at life. Always see the upside. That's what I say. So then, you know, he, gets, he actually gets a phone call from the widow of the dude that killed himself. And she's, you know, she's going off. Hey, you call, you killed my husband. Hey, I blame you for this. Hey, hey, bitch. Listen, <laughs> would you calm down? Why don't you go tend to your dead husband? <laughs> he doesn't care. Of course not. He's, he's got roaches to deal with. Because there's a couple more fucking roaches in his oh, place. He's trying to get this taken care of. He's trying to call maintenance. Get somebody over there. Is it going to happen? I don't know. There's a very interesting racial scene that plays out. That was, very that was, interesting. Um, Weird on both sides. Well, yeah. mainly on the other side. Yeah, because the yeah because the the, the guy um the guy that comes to his door uh, seems to be some crazy Jar Jar Binks stereotype. I think he was just doing that because he knew it kind of annoyed. Yeah, that I, old I, white man. Right. I I don't know if he was trying to play play up to the old white man's expectations. Or if this was just a bizarre directorial choice, I seriously no. I seriously think that uh, the the black caretaker understood this guy's own issues and was like, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna just do this to the nines and make fun of him and do it right. way over the top, so that he, you know, realizes ho- that I'm making fun of him." Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Because it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. Because he's like, "Oh yes, sir, I do all that kind of stuff for you." That kind of right. that kind of talk. Yeah. But, you know, a lot worse. (laughs) Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, it was bizarre. Talk to me. Who's there? 
Good evening there, Mr. Pratt. Got bugs again, huh, Mr. Pratt? Don't you talk to me like that, you hear? What way, Mr. Pratt? Like I was crazy. Oh, no, sir, Mr. Pratt, sir. I don't think you was crazy, not at all. I was just trying to run down in my mind who might have a 24-hour fumigating service. I might be able to get Pirelli Brothers out here by, shall we say, 11.30? You might go far, White. I've noticed that in service jobs, people like yourself often do. People of color. Yes, 11.30 would be fine. Thanks, Mr. Pratt, sir. I'll call them just as soon as I finish with that shower on 23. Do it first. Do it now. Yes, sir. Right now. I want to be stunned. So they have that alarm change. You know, he's he's worried. He wants to get somebody in there to, you know, get an exterminator in there. Somebody to take care of this roach problem. Because now we've seen like four or five of these bastards. They're annoying. Can't have this. Can't have this going on. He's got a clean room. He's, he's worried about the outside. He's worried about the pollution outside. This is the only place he's safe. This is all he's got. It's one little penthouse apartment and this crazy, elaborate 1982 computer setup. <laughs> wow. But just said fill up the entire room just about. Yeah. Yeah. He was playing some hardcore Oregon Trail in the offseason. <laughs> Dude, he has a safe room, too. He does have a That's safe what, room. Yeah. Mm. That comes and bites him in the ass later. No. So, you know, he's going out. He's 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 trying to get hold of you know exterminators. He takes a look outside. Oh, another rolling blackout. But there's a problem. There's more bugs everywhere. Mm. They're everywhere. in his food, which is gross as hell. That was really gross. And he realizes there's fucking roach in his old man food. No, no. What the hell does he put in the blender? He blends something for like ten minutes. It, looks, and it really looks like it. he had like he had like porridge and bran flakes <laughs> in a blender, just mashed it up for him, mashed it into a paste. And there's like, not yeah, some kind of nutrient paste that he yeah. had to ingest. Oh yeah, and there's not a cockroach. There's a lot in this. At yeah. this point, we're getting to tons of roaches. This, this is, is where like we start cereal them. and like yeah. just like pours it on the counter. Roaches everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. At this point, we realize there's something terribly, terribly wrong because they're everywhere, everywhere, people. Coming out of the sink, they're everywhere. He goes over, he's ch- checking out this. Okay, blackout finally hits his place. It all goes black. Luckily, he's got a generator. Yeah. It finally kicks on, but by the time he's covered in bugs, he's he's knocking them off. He's freaking out. He's trying to get on the phone, trying to contact the exterminators. They 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 are not really dealing with him. He's trying. Hey, do you know who I am? Do you know who I? They hang up on him before he can get it out. He's screwed, and there's bugs everywhere. What's he gonna do? He's stomping. He's throwing things. I, personally, I think he should have set himself on fire and died there. Because there's no getting out <laughs> of there. I would have left, left his apartment. I would have left him. When, when 40 roaches come out of my cereal box, I got to leave. Yeah. It's that over. Would, obviously, the world outside is way cleaner than what's going on in my clean room. Yeah. Um, roaches are notorious for carrying diseases, guys, There's guys. carbon monoxide outside. There's carbon monoxide outside. Carbon monoxide are almost, almost up to seven points. <laughs> carbon monoxide are millions of roaches. Tough call. Yeah, Tough call. Right. It's a 50-50 shot, really. But we're not hypochondriac. We're not, and we're talking millions of roaches. Millions of cockroaches would fill a room, and they yeah. do. Well, yeah, they do. And what if you had an, an option to go to another room that was separate, and you could seal yourself off? Is, is this a room that has access to outside? Yeah. Is this like... 
Mm. Or is it like a complete vault? Like, is, it, sh- is it a safe room? Are you going to well, wait, safe room. wait until the doors crush in from roaches because there's that many? If I had if I had my own supply of uh, rich oxygen in there, like oxygen tanks yeah. and a phone, I would probably go with that. Is there, is there a bed in there? Because if there's yeah, a bed, there's I'm going a bed. to the safe room. Is there or a gun oxygen. I can shoot myself in the skull with? No. Oh, well, that's that's a touchy subject that? with Ben. I'm going to need that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we finally he, go, he goes to his little safe room. Um, he goes in the safe room, shuts the door. He's like, "Okay, haha, they're never gonna get in here. This is my safe room." Ha 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 ha. Gets another phone call. Luckily, he's got he got a phone in there. It's the widow again, uh, calling to complain some more because her husband killed himself. Blah 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 blah. Look, bitch. Move I don't on. Have time for this. Move on. Move on already. What is your problem? All right. The wheel of life continues on. Get over yourself. <laughs> oh, stop annoying this guy. Deal with your dead husband. Problem with this guy. He can't oh. bother with it. Looks over the bed. That's kind of moving. No. no. And by kind of moving, I mean a lot of moving. Uh. Lifts it back. Oh! oh. Filled. This is where filled. the roaches came from, I'm betting. This is where they, they nested and this is how they infected. I, I, can't, I can't see. I can't see mattress. I cannot see any mattress because it's all roaches and they're moving and squirming and crawling all over the place. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Yep. They're all over him. Then they wow. start... Well, okay. It looks like there's two to three feet of roaches. Yeah, yeah. like they're multiplying the like Mr. Smith right. in like, Matrix Two. I mean, they're yes. just coming out of everywhere. The door, the door to the to, to like his safe room is is like like clear plexiglass sort of yeah. thing, and you just see them like covering the door. You can't even see into the room anymore, and we fade to black. Fade to black. Next morning, there here's here's our maintenance guy. He's at the door. Hey, hey, you gonna let me in? What's going on? No answer. Yep. He's laughing. We 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 go in. We see we see we see him laying on his bed. No roaches. I'm thinking maybe he's crazy. No roaches anywhere. The whole apartment looks totally yeah. clean. Yeah, Brand yeah, flakes are still everywhere. But it's like, was he crazy? Was he, he seeing crazy. the roaches? Was it, was it was it the ghost of the guy that killed himself? No, like Jacob Marley. Yeah, just like Marley and Marley. Exactly. Um, was it? But then the dead body. There's a lur- There's a bit of a lurching. There's a bit of moving. Roaches erupt from the body. Oh, it was <gasps> gross. Like Ever. out of his trachea, they were inside Ugh. of him the whole time. And like, not just like a couple. Like one came out of his mouth, and then his throat exploded, Flesh and literally exploded. like sixty-eight thousand roaches came out at once. It was Ugh. gross. What started the cascade of roaches was? Do you remember? Like he was just laying there, and all of a sudden and you see something forehead. bubble on his yeah. head, and then blood yeah. starts streaming from it, and then a roach comes out, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And then they just come out. Yeah. Oh my god! This damn was so fucking. Creepy and gross. And I had to leave. I had to stand up and leave. It still bothers me. <laughs> I, I really stand up and leave to. right now. Emotionally, I was gone from that room when that happened. So am I. And Brad's hiding behind a wall. I'm hiding behind um, a wall. So then we... That's the last story. I thought it was fucking... I mean, it did scare me. As an I, adult, that creeped me out. No one I, likes bugs. I passed out. Yeah, that was, I think that it did in for me. Icky is the word I would <sighs> use. For sure, for sure. Yeah. All right. Um... Final scene, wraparound story. Wraparound, everything comes to this. We're done with the comic book. So, what uh, well, the dad threw the comic book out in the trash the night before. Mm-hmm. And so the garbage men come, and they, they are throwing everything away, and they find the comic book, and they're flipping through. It's like, oh, yeah, I used to read this when I was a kid. My kids read it now. Ha, well, that ha, one ha. Kid guy says he still likes comic books. Yeah, exactly. And so and he's like, look at this. You can you can even order things out of here. But look, there's like a authentic voodoo doll. And he's like, oh, but someone's already... Somebody's already sent away for that one. I can't do that one. <gasps> something else. What? Who could have sent away oh, for that? No. The only person I ever had that was that. Back oh up to Joe King. Joe King. Oh my God. <laughs> Joe King. What are you doing? Joe King has a voodoo doll of his father, and he was stabbing him with pins. No. 
His father fills us at breakfast. Yep. Made the black. Creep show. Creep show. Creep show. Creep show. Real quick, just something that I saw randomly on IMDb, which I think is actually kind of cool. Throw it out. What's up? Uh, The Marble Ashtray, which plays a major role in Creep Show's first story, The Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Is featured in all five of the film's stories, if you look closely. (gasps) Really? That's pretty I cool. Think I, I, I thought I saw it on um, Leslie the Nielsen. one about the tide. Yeah, yeah I think I saw it there, too. But yeah, apparently it's in all of them, including the old Prospector one with about the grass uh, meteor somewhere oh. in there. Well, you didn't have a lot of junk around. I can yeah. see that. I wonder if that's the whole linchpin that holds it together. Do you th- so do you think... Wait a minute. Was that, in, was that at the beginning, too? Like in the house? Surely, like the yeah, probably. Story. It says five stories. That that would be the sixth. Story. <gasps> did Richard so Alpert? Know. Did Richard Alpert have that in his tent that time? <laughs> it, oh my gosh! We got to get anyone who out there who follows Lost that you know is looking into this stuff. Look into this. We need to know. Yeah, because there's like hours of footage of Lost to watch, and I'm right. sure people have already found this link. Benjamin Linus just wants cake. It's <laughs> all he wants. Well, that's what the smoke monster wants too, because all monsters want <laughs> the cake. The smoke monster wants cake. The smoke monster and Richard Alpert want cake. Oh my god, are, are Nikki and Paula going to come back as uh, like ocean zombies? Uh, maybe not so much Paula. Nikki can come back, but then she, but she'll be a gross. How about Paula come back? They as come a back as sand. Sand. Weren't they buried alive? Because aren't they like but paralyzed to, by the spiders? Okay. Close to the shore. But the, the spider, the spider yeah. venom is going to keep Nikki from deteriorating, and she's still going to be. So hot. she'll be a hot zombie, yeah. right? And Paula. Paula. <laughs> Who cares? Follow Shmalo. <laughs> Brazilian Tom Cruise, whatever. It all comes back together. It's a small world we live in. Wow. So, guys, what do you... Again, we did a creep show because we're getting into Halloween. It's the Halloween season. I don't know if you've noticed on this, but a lot of stuff's Halloween-themed. Right. Um, what do you think about this movie, just in general? I've, I love it. Was it was great. Yeah, this has gotten it. me in the Halloween spirit. I, I, we yeah. need to get a pumpkin bin. We need yeah. to get a jack-o'-lantern. Definitely. Hey, guys, and once you get that pumpkin, um, I think you should keep it just forever. Just put it in the corner of your room. Hold on to that. Because it's... Well, if- Brad, stop trying to get on hoarders. I might want to get it. rid of it. No! And keep a few seats. Hoard it! Oh, he, he might keep a few seats, though. Might keep a few seats. Don't just keep the whole pumpkin. If it's pretty enough, it's a seed sure. Container. It's, like, it's like a holder for your it seeds. So just keep it, guys. Just keep it. Just keep it. I'll call an A&E. We'll be good. Guys, watch Creepshow. Yeah. Yeah, Creepshow is awesome. It it's, really is. It is great. Can I just I'm say, way better than Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. Well, the music in Howard the Duck was kicking yeah. ass awesome. Joe King. I like the music in here. It had the la 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 la. Well, that was cool too. That was creepy with the little kids. Can I just say it had a weird like creepiness, but not. Yeah. Like a lighthearted. It was awesome. (laughs) Joe King is a creepy little kid. He is, man. That kid is fucked up. Joe King, you are weird, dude. Ah. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. good movie. Good Halloween choice. Choices. There you go. I'm just kidding. So, uh, creep show. Out there. Joking. My God. The full moon. And remember, situations in the situation room will affect you in your future situations. Where's the theremin? We got to get rid of that thing. It's creeping me out. Happy yes. Halloween, fellas. Happy Halloween. This is a Halloween-themed situation room. Happy Halloween season. It's a I, season. Guys, a season. we're really trying to rile the Halloween spirit up in everyone. Because you got to enjoy holidays as they come along. You know what I had the other day? Pumpkin you, beer. 
You did have pumpkin beer. It was the other delicious, day. actually. Saw, really? Is it? Yeah, they have some over at Molly Malone's. Not to right. plug a, a restaurant, a but local it's a great vendor, place. Molly Malone's. Good time. A lot of old people. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of older. Kind crowd. of an older crowd. Pumpkin if you want, beer. If you want a good hamburger, go to Keystone. That's besides the point. Not Keystone. That's no, no. the mac and cheese, uh, and that's only mediocre. Sidebar, sidebar. is where you want to go. If it's yes. still in business, who knows? Um, <laughs> damn, guys, I have a situation for you. Situation. All right. You've been invited to a Halloween party. Kick-ass Halloween party, all right? You already got your costume, but and it, it's it's pretty lame. It's not great, but it's like a generic costume. But for some reason, you want to make a big impression on someone at the party. I don't know if you're trying to get a relationship with someone or if it's just you're trying to impress your friends. I that, Pick your own situation on that front. But you got to bring a guest. Um, but you need someone to make a big splash. And for some reason, um, I come to you because I... And from the future, a, for, a future version of me is time traveling, impersonating me in the past. Yes. And I come to you and like, all right, I'm going to hook you up with something. This is an important party for you. We got to bring, we got to get you a good guest. I have a time machine, maybe an interdimensional machine as well. We're going to go get any monster from an old classic, like horror movies, like universal horror movies nice. to be your guest, like the monster to yeah. come as your wow. guest to this, whichever one you want. Mm. I'm hooking you up. This is my present. This is my this, Halloween gift to you. This sounds dangerous. No, it's not dangerous. Are, are, is it, are is like, it the actual monster or is it the monster costume? It's the actual monster. What do you, of course are, it's the monster. Are they going to be sedated slightly? No. In a way so they will not kill? So if I bring King Kong to this. Okay, to this. Let, me, let me put some more perspective on this. What I have that we're going to travel in is a phone booth. Think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey or Excellent Adventure. Excellent Adventure. Right? That's what I'm Ooh, using. Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Um, so that's what you had to bring it back in, and it's kind of like how they brought historical figures back in time. I don't. I mean, I'm just speculating at this time again. Yeah. I don't know. The future version of myself, time traveling, is at large right now. I don't know what he's doing. Right. I'm assuming he's doing stuff like this because I'm talking okay. about it now. Mm. All right. So just to prepare you, because this is going to happen. Um, who would you bring? Wow. Okay. My my immediate thoughts are if if we're just going for a safe for on a safety value, I think Frankenstein is going to be much safer than a Wolfman. I would say Frankenstein from Bride of Frankenstein, yeah. where he meets that guy and basically right. like yeah, becomes he, civilized. Yeah, red um, good. Exactly. Also, um, I would say, well, Dracula might seem safe and civilized. He's crafty. You got to watch out for Dracula, and he's yeah. going to be scamming on all the babes because right. that's what that's what Dracula vampires do. And yeah. I know you have something against vampires in general, Ben. I don't like vampires. I think they're they're pussies. Mm-hmm. Pussies with shiny skin. They're just like reflecting inside. Actually, What's they that just, about? Think, uh, the whole genre of vampires, but anyway, the only cool <laughs> vampire ever was Bela Lugosi's Nosferatu. Very cool. Very creepy. Uh, and and uh, the Lost Boys. And Edward from Twilight. Um, right. No. And I've never seen that. So, well, you've never lived then, have you? <laughs> Um, you need to watch it. It's I do hilarious. like old timey baseball, and I just want to see that one scene, and I'll skip the rest of the movie or anything involved with it. But I do like old timey baseball. <laughs> All right, um, creature from the Black Lagoon. I don't think you. I, I don't think he would be a lot of trouble. So I think he could be. He's, you know, I think he's on the list. He could possibly be one, but he's the creature from the Black Lagoon. He's gonna smell like fish, guys. Yeah. <laughs> now the, the, that's okay. a downer. And then we've got the mummy. Got the mummy, but the, he's crafty. He's got magics crafty. too. Yeah, he's he's got magic tunnel leaves. But he mm. can also also you gotta you gotta make a splash of this thing, right? Well, no one's gonna know what the hell a mummy is. People are like, what's that guy dressed yeah. up as? Yeah, and we start spitting out stuff like I'm the old pharaoh from it. And they're gonna be like, what the fuck? Who's well, this? he'd be speaking who's Egyptian too. 
True. Right. He can, he can He'll cast... be speaking in hieroglyphs. Yes. Can you speak in hieroglyphs? You can speak in pictures, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's like word balloons come out. That actually is what amazing. What the hell is yeah. that? Is that some guy with a bird head walking sideways? What's that? No, I'm speaking hieroglyphs. <laughs> um, all right. So um, what about the Invisible Man? Oh, That's the Invisible like, Man. Most people don't consider it. I mean, but it was around that time. Right. He, yeah. He's also pretty crafty. Yeah. So, but it might be cool to have an invisible man on your side. Your so side, you're throwing all man. these out, Brad. Which which one are you choosing? I, you're I, I have my monster. answer. I've got my answer. I, I, yeah, I think Frankenstein, or even the Bride of Frankenstein, because Bride of Frankenstein, she was kind of foxy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we dude. didn't really get to see much of the development of her character, but right. I mean, she hissed. Right. Which is interesting. Another thing: competition I, for the right. girl you're trying to impress. Yeah, she'd be a great oh, wing chick. That's, that's pretty wing good. Woman. Another thing I'm going to do though is I'm going to make sure you are very near me at all times with this monster. Yeah. Because if future you deliver the monster, I know you've lived. And ah. that way, I know I'm safe. Ah, very nice. <laughs> oh my gosh, but what? That could be dangerous. Maybe I can't. Because what if future me meets me yeah, now? Yeah, dude. Didn't you ever see the Hurley Miles debate in uh, Lost about time travel? Look, just to let you guys know, if I am traveling from the future, just as of right now, myself right now, in this mm-hmm. time and place, um, in my current situation, I would come back and tell myself stuff. I'd be like, hey, man, what's up? This is what's going to happen. You would risk rupturing the entire space-time continuum by meeting yourself. Well, what if I could do stuff to, to help the future? That- what if you would destroy all existence? Well, then it wouldn't matter because existence would be gone. But see, yeah. but that's what I'm thinking is that that's true because if I am traveling back in time, since I haven't contacted Dude, myself you yet. You never cross the streams. Right. You never cross the streams. It doesn't – so I don't think I can go to this party because obviously I, I'm yeah. going to this party. I know that sounds weird, but think about it. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. All right, all right, all right. What's the, what's the guidelines again? Uh, Go back in time. Any, like, any monster. So, yeah. and bring back, back in time or like it's going to have to be okay, like, okay, parallel okay. universes and stuff. Whatever. Bring back any monster that I want. From Universal Films, but we'll open up to any monster if you will. Universal really. Films? Like yeah, just, like the old Universal Films. That's why we just oh, remember like The Mummy, oh, oh. Bride of Frankenstein. Oh. The Wolfman. Picture well, from the Black work. Lagoon. What, what, if, what is it? We'll open up to the table. To anything? anything? If it was anything, would it still be Bride of Frankenstein? Well, I know. I think I it was any monster. I don't, I'm not sure. I just think about that. Version. Mine is obviously Grover from Sesame Street. Because he is a monster. <gasps> he is a monster. <laughs> and he would well, be best. Dude, true. that would be kick-ass awesome. And I God. thought for a second, maybe Cookie Monster, but no. Because he's no, kind of a pig. Elmo is like a four-year-old. Grover is, he's, he's, he would be the life of the party. Near? <laughs> well, <that's Far>. <laughs> dude, hell yes, Grover. Near? Grover. Even better. <laughs> Super Grover. Bring Super Grover. Super Grover. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Nice. Well, yeah, if I can't bring, if, yeah, if I can open anything, or re- okay, my first Bride, um, Bride of the Monster, but yeah, Super Grover is, uh, Super Grover that for sounds sure, pretty dude. good. Can't bring, you can't both bring Super Grover. <laughs> Super Grover's gonna get confused I'm sorry, for one. I didn't, I didn't know we were both getting to bring a monster. Well, fine. You, I, I, uh, we'll bring Super Grover and Oscar. Because not, Oscar would be the cool, cool guy, like sit on he the couch, be- smoke cigarettes. He'd bring drugs to the party. <laughs> you know he would. You know he's selling drugs in that alley. Cookie Monster's the frat boy at the party, <laughs> and he'll eat anything, <laughs> drink anything. Joke, 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 joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And yeah, like you said, Oscar's going to be like the hip, like bad boy yeah, with an dude. edge. Yeah, I'm, he'll be like wait, the emo one. You, you bring Super Grover. <laughs> I'll bring Gizmo. <gasps> Sweet. Now, what's the you, rules on Gizmo? Can't get him wet after midnight, or don't get him wet or he'll multiply. Oh, don't don't, don't feed him after midnight, midnight or he'll turn into okay. gremlins. And this and will be a Halloween from gremlins. Bright lights. That'd be the worst case scenario That's a, ever. Halloween yeah. gremlins. I'm People aren't gonna understand it. I'm careful. I don't know if uh, I don't know if no I can. I can handle this. Just give me a chance, <laughs> Alex. Hey, 
We'll see what happens, but as of right now, I clear both of those for for sure. So yes. it's going to happen. I don't know if it's this Halloween, Halloween or next ever. Halloween. It's got to be in the next twenty years. Yeah, I'm assuming. Good, good job, guys. That was kick ass. Very nice. Very nice. All right, situation. All right, situation. Halloween situation. The god of Halloween trick or treats has come and bestowed a gift upon you. Hooray! You have the ability to give out the trick or treat of your choice. You can you choose one, the greatest treat you could give to others, and the worst trick you could pull on someone. So that as your friends and enemies come to your house, you can give them tricks and treats. Let me answer for Ben immediately. <laughs> <laughs> the treat would be a peanut butter marshmallow sandwich. Same. Am I wrong? Yes, dude. No, you were right? wrong. It would be a peanut butter marshmallow and banana sandwich. There you go. Perfect treat. Tied up in like a uh, <laughs> a pumpkin colored yep. jack o' lantern faced wrapper. Yeah, there you go. Not stacks of. And my trick, or- <laughs> my trick is that it would be fried in butter. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, you're getting a sandwich. Yeah, either way, you're getting a sandwich. You're, you're gonna, gonna eat get if you come sandwich? to my house or a crappy sandwich. Wow. Yep. Oh god. As I imagine, <laughs> I know you, fried in butter. You said. Wait, did you say fried butter or fried in no, butter? No, fried in butter. You would have that sandwich, but it would be fried. See, in my, I, I heard it wrong. You're, I heard, you're fried butter I heard balls. a sandwich <laughs> butter molded in the, the, the shape of a sandwich and then fried. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know. Is it chicken fried butter? Oh, it, it, I'm assuming. I'm assuming it is. Shake and bake butter. Ben, wow. Dude, I don't know if I can follow that because that was amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, okay, so the best treat I could give yeah. anybody. You can give them anything. And it, anything. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be edible, right? It no, you can anything. give them anything. You can give them a suitcase full of money if you want. <laughs> Is that the best gift? I would give them true love. <laughs> From Aww. yourself, personally? No, I'm just going to give it to them. Okay. Here, here's some true love. Here's some true love. Cop out. No, 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 no I'm <laughs> joking, them, of course. Would Why would world, I give someone true love? It's impossible. I would impossible. give them world peace. <laughs> you, you would give them peace? I would, I would, you know, the you situation in Iraq and uh, stuff, and what I would do is teach them to read <laughs> and stuff. And uh, She's so brave. <laughs> I think you're dodging the question there, Ben. Um, but let me go ahead and answer it seriously. Do you remember South Carolina? Oh, yeah, okay. I remember right, it. God. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is tough. Worst trick ever, I would give them Carrie Brajan. Ooh. Let's see. Okay, if I'm going to go treat, like seriously, mm-hmm. true love, I mean, that's, I have a magic bag. I like pull out true love for them. That's impossible. Dime a dozen. Dime a dozen. Um, If I'm going to give someone a treat, I know they're going to, oh, fuck, because you don't like this, Ben, so I can't say that. What? Um, oh, you can say man. that. I'm just saying it's a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> and then the worst juice. trick ever is Caramel the juice. <laughs> ah, that's a trick. <laughs> the Marley Cyrus, Billy, Billy Ray Cyrus duets album. <laughs> oh, those little strawberry candies that old people have. Ah, I like those. Yes, one of those originals <laughs> and those strawberry candies with like the jelly center. Oh, it's like a mixer. It's like a half. Is that like a cough with a? What the hell is that thing? Uh, that might be my worst that that's more like a gag treat those are throat lodgings right those are called yeah just just and also to to delay me answering this question even further because again i lost you said jokingly molly cyrus (laughs) and billy ray cyrus duet tape yeah they actually did a song together i'm sure they did i know it's pretty rough and it listen to it i'm talking about a whole album where they recreate songs from the 60s and 70s hippie era 
Ooh, I want them to okay. singing, singing like the graduate song. Like we'll go a, with this, but let me throw a twist on there. It the worst the trick is that it's a Molly Ray. It's marketed as a Molly Ray Cyrus CD, but a little on the bottom in small print you see Billy Ray Cyrus is also company. <laughs> it's a tribute album to Donnie and Marie Osmond. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. It's just Donnie and Marie songs. Ooh. Yikes. Someone's a little bit country and someone's a little bit more country. Um, <laughs> and one of them is Gary Busey. That's my worst trick. I would, I would <laughs> Gary Busey, Miley Cyrus, Cyrus aspiration voice. Oh no. Like jelly beans that make them. Yes. Like they from, eat from then like, on, ah, from then on, from this day forward, they talk like this. No. Yeah. And I'm going to go treat off the top of my head. I'm going to stick with candy just because it's Halloween. Kids are going to be upset if they don't get candy. Um, I'm going to give them what is it, a fast break? Kind of the Reese's mm-hmm. candy bar. I like Reese's peanut butter. You got peanut butter. You got chocolate. It's a good time. I think nougat's in there, too. I would give them that. Okay. There you go. There wow. you go. Not quite a spot. <laughs> not high, but I mean, it's a good treat. All of your friends are going to come by. And you're going <laughs> to be like, what the like, fuck is this? this? No, I'd give, <laughs> I would way, give everyone the, way, the Molly Cyrus. Next <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, All of your friends are going to be lined up at your door because they've heard that the god of trick-or-treats has <laughs> given you this amazing power. And when you give them a candy bar <laughs> or a Miley Cyrus CD. <laughs> Whereas I was immediately thinking billions of dollars are poison. <laughs> you can't give them whoa, billions whoa. of dollars, dude. That would crash the well, economy. Not billion, but, you know, yeah. even a even a lot of like a thousands of dollars would crash the economy here anyway, right? Because once everyone he, if, if, if the word's out, the god of Halloween has selected Alex to give out treats to the well, neighbors. I'm not going to give it to. They're going to be lining I'm, up on the street. It's, I, I I specified your friends and enemies. Wow. But you know, Andy Warren, Miley Cyrus. Okay. All right. <laughs> and Billy Ray. <laughs> Why does he have two names? <laughs> Miley and, and Billy Ray Cyrus. Look up that song they do together. You'll understand yeah, why that is. Right. I'm going to skip that. Thank you, though. <laughs> I think Halloween's around the corner, Ben. You might get a trick. It, oh, no. Or a treat. Peanut butter, banana, and marshmallow sandwich. You're just saying I like them. Yeah, butter break. sandwich. Oh. Break. Oh. <laughs> trick. No. Near. I love Halloween. And yes, God of Halloween, I love you as well. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, situation. The Great Pumpkin King is real. That is what he's called, right, Linus? Waiting for the Great, great Pumpkin. pumpkin. Just the, the Great, great pumpkin. pumpkin. All right, the Great Pumpkin is real. I don't know if he's, he's a monarch, but continue. The Great Pumpkin is real. All right. And this is your first year waiting for him. Now, right. you're skeptical, but your friends have convinced that he is real. And he does show up. What does he look like? And is he good or evil? Whoa. Ricardo Montalban, he's awesome. <laughs> is, is that I love this from the hip answer that's just quick and amazing. So it's Ricardo Montalban and he's, he's good. Awesome. And does he give you like you, you get to go live on his island and he gives you free shit? Because that is there's a, that is wait, there's a great pumpkin island? <laughs> this is getting better and better. Oh my God. Wow. Well, if you want it to be, or you could be bad. Are there hatches like on a great pumpkin head. island? <laughs> I don't know. This land of just pumpkin patch, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> wow. I'm assuming it's autumn there forever, too, which could be a plus or minus. Um, oh, that's a love items. plus. I mean, item, I mean, I'm like, I got tired after a while, but yeah. But smell, of, smell of leaves. Mm. Eventually, you'd be sick of that smell. Ah, nah, sense. pumpkin beer can only go so far. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin beer. Have the only Lots beverage. of getta at Oktoberfest. 
<laughs> uh, Alex's uh, face just like he threw up a little bit. Like, Oktoberfest like, every day on the Great Pumpkin Island. Maybe I'll just visit you know, six months a year. Wouldn't want to live there. Just half a year. All right, all right. Let's, like if you let me rephrase the situation. All right, all right. So the Great Pumpkin is real. Yeah, he is good. He's Ricardo Montalban. He has awesome. an island. Yeah, he has one power. What is his pumpkin power? Whoa. Okay, first off, I also want to say, because Brad threw out Ricardo Montalban, and that's an awesome answer. Right? Yes. But personally, I would want to say that I do not want him to look like the, uh, the pumpkin, pumpkin character, pumpkin head, yeah. or the pumpkin character from that sequel to The Wizard, Wizard of Oz, Oz. Oh. that had that girl oh, from Oh, yeah, name Jack. Oh, he was pretty freaky, but I like that. Uh, Return to Oz, Verzuka Balk played uh, Dorothy. Yes. Yeah. Girl I from mean, the Craft. That movie scared me. Scared the shit out of me. The the little wheelers that if they landed on sand and their bodies dissolved. Craziness. Disturbing. That was a good movie. That's a good movie. As an adult watching it, it was like almost throw that into Halloween because of Jack, the pumpkin king. But he's a little scared. As a kid, that scared me. I don't want want kids to be scared of this. Even though we could go like the Tim Burton route and make something that looks scary at first, but once you get used to it. It's like, well, maybe something that looks scary isn't so scary after all. Right. Like Corpse Bride. But of course, in this case, he would be or evil. Or Nightmare Before Christmas. And mine would, look, it would be evil. Right. Luring people back to Eternal October <laughs> Island. All right, so <laughs> what, what would he look like then? Okay, and what is his now? pumpkin power? I'm going to take it around. It is going to look like Jack. From okay. The, he's ah. going to creep people the hell out. Ooh. He's got his pumpkin island and his pumpkin power. And super long stick arms. Yeah. Eight feet tall. Head the size of a Volkswagen. And a deceptive kind of like persona that's like happy-go-lucky and kind of like, oh, what's going on? Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> but all of it's with a smile and a wink, a mischievous smile. Ah. Um, pumpkin he can, powers. He can turn people into pumpkin cookies. Ah. And then consume them to keep his energies. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. His pumpkin powers he eats Welcome people. to Halloween. Um, by the by the way, by the way, my opposing pumpkin monarch, um, that looks like Ricardo Montalban, his power is to plant evidence um against your pumpkin king. <laughs> There's two pumpkin kings, and oh, my pumpkin king is gonna have the CIA come bust your pumpkin king for child porn. Oh, Chris Hansen style. Oh no, Jack, look out! <laughs> He's gonna turn him into cookies, man. They can't win against the guy that can treat people into cookies. Well. At least we're going to badmouth him. Maybe people will be less likely to go to that island and get turned into cookies. He'll get all the kids are going to want to go there. And when they get there, they're going to have all these cookies. It's people he's lured there before. Those cookies are people. It's like pumpkin cookies are people. (laughs) Pumpkin cookies are people. This could be an amazing, like, horror Halloween film. Hell yeah, dude. Pumpkin Island. Pumpkin Island, then Ricardo Montalban saves the day as the real king of Pumpkin Island. <laughs> the Battle of the Pumpkin Monarchs. Yeah, he was, he was Khan from Star Trek 2, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, Would he have yeah. the chest plate? Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. Okay. He was also, Would he have the it? awesome hair? Because see, there's two Ricardo Montalbans in my mind. There's there's Fantasy, is, there's Fantasy Island, and then there's Khan. Right. See, I, I would see Planet I, of the Apes. I would vote for Planet of the Apes. Like Return Planet of the Apes. That's the Ricardo Montalban. Uh, I, I want to see that one. I've only seen the original oh, one with Charles Oh, please, oh dear quote. sweet God! If it is the will of the gods that we are to be dominated by apes, then oh dear sweet God, let them be apes such as yourself. <laughs> no, don't let them have the power to plant evidence. Have them the power to call on the apes. <laughs> yes. Ape power. <laughs> oh, can he can now he can turn people into cookies? Can he turn apes into cookies or he, other confectionaries? Okay, since I already gave him the limits, he can only turn people into oh. cookies. Okay. Now, can he shoot pumpkin seeds out of his mouth? I mean, that's not like his power, but he, he has the same kind of 
I guess the same skills any pumpkin would if the jack-o'-lantern face right. could spit pumpkin seeds. All right. Yeah, that's just a given. Yeah. Wow. Pretty awesome. And that was a that was awesome. <laughs> I, I, I like it. I, I feel some fan, Halloween fan fiction maybe in order for this. <laughs> Pumpkin Island. Pumpkin Island. <laughs> the battle for Pumpkin Island. Who <laughs> <laughs> will be your pumpkin monarch? <laughs> Decide. In, in my mind, the poster's like face off. This is Ronald Montalban facing down Jack the Pumpkin. Nice. Sweet. Well, there you go. God. That was an amazing Halloween situation room. Yeah, dude. It was indeed. Ramjack is brought to you by West Bend's Poppery 2. Poppery 2. An amazing popcorn maker. We've told you about it. Why aren't you listening? Why don't you have one? Are you listening to this? Are you listening to this? Are you reading this? West Bend's Poppery too. What are, what are you drinking right now, Brad? Our other sponsor for the show right now, this sure. special show, this Halloween theme. I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking a drink that's. Uh, it's scary how delicious it is. Ooh, frightening! <laughs> it's a View Slenderized Blueberry Raspberry Beverage with l carinite Super Citra Max, Chromium, and Vitamin C. It's low carb, ten calories per serving, eighteen point five fluid ounces, and delicious. It's amazing. I haven't had any, but Brad swears by it, and I will own some before the weekend's over. I've had three. Count on it. I've had three in my life. Each one's more delicious than the last. We're also sponsored this week by Celestial Seasonings Sleepy Time Herbal Tea, caffeine-free. And sadly, we've lost Ben to this oh. Sleepy Time Tea. He had some right before we did Situation Room. Um, we weren't, he got a little too sleepy. Got a little too sleepy. He had to go to bed. Sleep it out. Ben, again, thank you for joining us on this episode. Absolutely. Um, that may have been the best Situation Room or the most exciting Situation Room I've been in ever. I, 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 Halloween themed, it was great. All good times, good times. Thank you, sir. Yes, thank you very much. But we've got other, we've got stuff we got to move on and talk yeah, about. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, Brad, you had an experience with with a young woman named Chloe, if I'm not mistaken. I, I did. I met, I met a young lady named Chloe. Um, let me just let me let me backtrack a little bit. All right. Tell you how I met up with this lady. Where'd you meet? Well, I was dri- driving my car, driving home from work. Uh, had a tire blowout. On the interstate, scary. I've been there. It was terrifying. Luckily, luckily, it was it was um, it was on the front front passenger side of the car. So I pulled it over. You know, I was I pulled pulled the spare out. I was gonna try to change it. Um, I have a I had a really shitty tire arm. Couldn't get couldn't get the thing loose. So I was I was screwed. Also, my phone was dead. No cell phone. No cell phone. No, no means of communication. Couldn't get the tire changed. What am I to do? Because uh, you were. Yeah, what do you do? What would I do? I'll, luckily, I, I wasn't I, I wasn't too far on the interstate, so I was thinking, okay, what I'll do is, you know, eventually, and it's, it's raining, it's cold, windy, not a pleasant day to be stuck. I tried to flag down some cops. No cops would stop. Three cops went by. None of them would stop for me. I'm like, hey, hey, I am a stranded motorist. Don't you have some kind of obligation to check in, see if I'm, <laughs> I'm okay, if I have a dying pregnant woman in the car or anything like that? <laughs> no, they don't apparently care. not. No, don't care at all. Orange Police Department. Seriously, what's your deal? No clue. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna walk, see if I can find, see if I can find a place with a phone I can use, see if I can, see if I can get a, make a phone call. Um, I'm like, who am I even gonna call? I, do I, I don't even, I don't know what phone numbers. My cell phone's dead. Who are you even gonna call? Luckily, I found I actually had Alex's phone number written in my wallet in case of such a crazy emergency. <laughs> I was prepared. I only, I only had a couple of numbers. Alex was the only one locally that I could use. 
but I had his number. Luckily, he, he has kept the same phone number for like 50,000 years. <laughs> close, close. So uh, that was that was a positive. So I'm, you know, I'm starting to walk away. I'm a little ways from the car. And all of a sudden, um, somebody, somebody starts to pull over. I'm like, what, is someone, someone going to help? Is someone here help? And and this this girl in a, in like a, in a in an, in an old Buick of sorts, uh, she she stops like, hey, are you okay? Is everything all right? It's like um, and I was like, yeah, my my phone's dead. And I was like, oh, you want to use my phone? So you know, she pulls over and she lets me use her phone. Um, trying can only phone number I had was Alex's. Yeah, I tried to call him, couldn't get him. I, I you know, so I was like, hey, leave a message. You know, hey, um, I had some car trouble. Hey, can you help me out? My phone's dead. Uh, here's where I'm at. Blah blah blah. At this same time, I was having dinner. Actually, Ben and I uh, were with his mother and um, another one of Ben's friends. And we went, we walked over to Main Straws over in Covington. Went to Cock and Bull, great place, um, great food, fun right. times. Um, but I didn't get Brad's call. First right. off, I don't answer phone numbers. I don't right. answer the phone unless I'd recognize the number right. and I thought they can leave a message. And I was in the middle of eating dinner, so I was yeah. like, I'll get back to it later. Right. Didn't realize it was Brad. Didn't realize it's, it was yeah, And I knew this, so I knew this was a huge possibility. But I was like, you know what? Hey, I left a message. Eventually, he's going to check that. And, you know, hey, I'm fine. I'm here on the interstate. I'm solid. I got my iPod. I can just sit in my car and wait it out. Um, and so I'm like, oh, I can't get him. It's like, cool. And she's like, well, so what are you, what are you doing? Where are you headed? And I was like, well, I was going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going, I was going to go to Newport. Well, I've got a friend there. You know, well, I was going to, you know, pick up my paycheck. Because um, it was, you know, I was on my way to the post office, pick up my paycheck. And so I was like, well, then I can get my car fixed. I can get a towed. Whatever I need to do, you know, once I have that on me. Yeah. You know, piece of cake. So she's like, well, I can give you, I can give you a ride just over to Newport. Brad, Brad. Please tell me you did not get in the car with a stranger. Well, she seemed like a nice enough young did lady. Did you even check your scorecard? I didn't look at my scorecard, guys. Damn it, Brad. Guys, another question to add to your scorecard. <laughs> if you're broken down the side of the road, no matter what the situation, don't take a ride with a strange lady. Don't. And dude, you had no excuse because you were right there in the hub of the Florence-like business district. Right. You could have easily, well, okay, it would have been a, a while walk. Interesting but- thing, um, the next day I had some coworkers. Said that they, they saw they they thought that was my car broken down on the side, so that means some of them drove by. Um, one one of them said that he he circled back, but I was gone. But I don't really buy that. What a, what bastards! I think he just drove what by. Bastard people you work well, with. I think he, they would just assume that I had a cell phone that functioned on me. Well, I mean, yeah, everyone. It's twenty nine. I mean, come on, it's twenty nine. Who doesn't have a functioning cell phone? Well, eggs on my face because <laughs> it didn't, and I took a ride from a strange girl. <laughs> And then this is where the magic happens, right? This, this is, is where, where everything happens. changes. Because well, I'm like, you know, I'm in Florence. She's gonna give me a ride anymore. It's not that far. It's like in in even even with uh, you know traffic, um, what 15 minutes tops. So this is the beginning of a road, basically a road trip movie, right? Yeah. A yeah. scary road trip. You this this, this crazy this happy go lucky girl picks you up. Yeah. The inside of incident, I guess, being at your car, right? Flat tire. You can't right, reach right, anyone. Right. She's your only. Right. Help. So she's like, um, oh, by the way, I have, to, I have to pick up my friend first. I'm like, oh, well, she's a friend. But since I'm not going to try to put her out of her way, she's doing a, give me a huge favor. Yeah. So, Your journey into Newport. Right. Small detour. Right. So we're just going to pick her up. Um, then she tells me, oh, by the way, um, she, she runs down her number and gives it to me. Um, she, she, she tells me oh, she's, she's a dancer. And I immediately think, you know, because you know, I work in the theater, I'm like, oh, I wonder what kind of dancer she is. Does she do jazz? Uh, tap? What is she? No, 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 no. She, 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 she's, she's, she's a stripper. She's a private dancer. She's a private dancer. She gives <laughs> private dances. And and also, you know, like hand massages. Like hand massages? You know, like hand jobs. <sighs> See, I thought you meant massaging someone's hands, which is weird. No, no, no. She, she, she uses her massages. She uses her hands to massage you on your genitals. 
Yee. He just throws this information out there. Just throws it out there. So you are basically with a prostitute. Well, definitely a stripper. I, I am with I am with a stripper. A stripper, not a prostitute. Thank you. She just gives hand jobs. All right. That's not prostitution to get hand jobs, is it? Is it? Is it? I think. I mean, it might a be a bit. form of prostitution. <laughs> definitely. But not real. I mean, come on. She's you know. And you know she's. Ah, she's she's she guys. You're really thinking this sounds pretty cool, right? I've told the story a few times to people now, and they're like, "Ah, oh, that sounds pretty." I've cool. seen people's faces light up. Um. Mm-mm. Seriously, guys. She's. No, she 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 had nice legs. I'll give her that. From all the dancing, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, look at that face. You can see she she's lived the life of a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl. And she's probably very drugged at the moment. She was a little out there, but she's telling me all this. So we're driving along. I'm like, oh, this is getting kind of weird. We're going to this shady part of Erlinger, which is uh, our shady place to begin with. Yes. But uh, yeah, and we're going and we're on the way there and she's she's going to talk. Um, all of a sudden, this car is trying. She's trying to change lanes and she gets pretty much into a battle of wills with another driver. This per- this woman that is not giving in. It's like ne- neither one of them is giving in. They are going to take this lane. <laughs> <laughs> and they're battling for it. Like, seriously, almost colliding many times. Many times. And neither of them would give in. I'm telling you, it was probably two or three minutes of almost slamming into each other. So you're terrified. Terrified. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, this is scary. Where are the police? Nowhere. Nowhere. They're, they, not, they're, they're, they're not going to fucking creepy parts of Erlinger. <laughs> well, that's where they should go if they're not helping people inside the road, right? Mm. Maybe there's creepier parts of Erlinger they were going to. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, yeah, so fi- finally, um, um, my girl Chloe, she gives in and she she lets this other woman have the road. Luckily, we lived. So she just this woman took the road. There was much yelling and flipping off and screaming. Um, not so much from Chloe because Chloe's just a bit too sedated <laughs> to scream. But she kind of oh, hey, Chloe. Chloe wants to be sedated. Fucking, fucking bitch. And at this point, I'm like, oh, I have clearly made a mistake. So then she starts, and I think she kept she kept trying to call people on her phone, and sometimes she'd be talking on the phone, sometimes she'd be talking to me, and I wasn't quite sure when was what was happening because it would just be like all of a sudden she's dialing to like, hey, are you there? It's like so 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 so. Hey, um, so we're just gonna go and pick up my friend. Um, she's and then I realize she's putting the phone down as she's like mid conversation. Like, so what's happening? Who are you talking? Were you talking to me the whole time? Were you ever on the phone? I don't know. <laughs> what if she was never on the phone? Just maybe not. She's just holding it to her face. Wow. Because <laughs> she's that drugged up. And, uh, yeah, and she's like, yeah, so it's like, yeah, like, I, yeah, I because my old roommate, she just sucked, so she's, she's and, um, we're going, we're going to pick up my friend now, she's going to be moving in with me. She, like, she's like, she's a hooker. Let me just, let me just be honest with you for a second, I think she's a hooker. She's a hooker. I don't, why is she telling you all of this she's stuff? A, I, I know so much about Chloe's life. I know so much about her life. So, she's going to, so, now I realize I am with a stripper that gives hand jobs. <laughs> and Openly gives that information yes. out. And we are going to pick up a hooker in a really, really shady, shady apartment complex. Um, Bail. Just open the door and, like, barrel roll out. Dude, I seriously thought about it. If I wasn't in such a shady part of Erlinger, <laughs> I really think I would have been, hey, you know what? I can just, I can, um, I've got a friend that lives over here because I pulled that number one time, if you'll remember, <laughs> we'll um, when I was stuck that. with shady people and I, I called for help. <laughs> um, but no, so I was stuck with this woman. I was stuck. So we, we go to this really, really shady apartment, and this other woman's going to... Apparently, you know, they're trying to get everything cleaned out, because she's about to be evicted. Well, of course. And they're trying to get everything out of there before the eviction. Yeah. And we have to wait a long time, because I guess she's getting ready. Uh, who knows what's going on in that apartment? Who well, knows what's going on? Well, we on? know something's going on in that apartment. She's going through a box of shoes. Chloe, um, the, the hooker 
and yeah. left a box of shoes out for Chloe to go through and see if there's anything she wants. They're old shoes. Um, so she's going through. It's like forever of her going through shoes. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? She's just pulling out all the shoes. She's hoarding the shoes because Chloe's taking all the shoes. <laughs> so Chloe may be a bit of a hoarder. Just saying. She's like, well, I, I, I can use these. I can use these at work. And I know some girls at work that might be able to use these. These are weird. I can use for like Halloween or something. I'm like, yeah, whatever. These are just old, nasty shoes. This is not cool. I don't want to be here <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Please just get to safety. So fi- finally, Hooker opens the door. God damn. <laughs> this woman had seen some 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 rough years. Thanks. She looked to be... she. Again, you know, when you got people that are on a lot of drugs and live a hard life, they tend to look older than they are. But this woman really looked like she was in her 50s. Like, she was rough looking. Rough looking! <laughs> um, Yikes. Oh, and I'm looking around her place, and she has a huge... You went into her place? Oh, yes. I went into what the, the hell is wrong with you? I went into a hooker's apartment. You should have ran. With Just a ran stripper. as fast as you could. With, with a stripper, I went into a hooker's apartment. That dude... Where was you, I, where you, was I gonna go? Did you lose your scorecard? Where was I gonna go? You, di- you didn't know what to do because your scorecard was in your car. That explains this. Yeah, that explains this because no sane it. human being would do this. Of course not. Adventure, 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 adventure. No, no. Oh, this is where things take a big turn. I was in the movie version of this. Is this a plot point? This is, is a, turning back. This is definitely a plot point. Once you once you decide to get out of the car and go into this person's house, everything's changed in the movie. Yeah. So, I'm in a hooker's house. There's she's she's a collector of Coca-Cola memorabilia, and man, it's so white trash. I think you described it to me as that's all that was in this place. She's about to get evicted. There was a giant thing of shoes that yeah. was was once in was, there, it, and then just Coca-Cola memorabilia well, it was, everywhere. It was, yeah, it was like there was a wall devoted to Coca-Cola, a wall, and like basically there's like a big like Coca-Cola like like throw rug blanket that's like push pinned to the wall. And that serves as a backdrop for the Coca-Cola collection, which is like, you know, it's like kitschy clocks and like, like, you know, Coca-Cola polar bear, like race cars. <laughs> NASCAR. Yeah. Coca-Cola. It, like, cars. I, have, I have an uncle that collects NASCAR memorabilia, and this looks just as trashy. <laughs> it was gross. Wow. Gross. And look around, and other things in the apartment, there is a, there's a big air mattress laying in the middle of the floor. Which I assumed was also Coca-Cola memorabilia when you told me about it. Uh, I assumed it was a giant, just red. Yeah, it just lay, just lay there and just disheveled. Like like there's like a like a it's like a blanket like sprawled over, not even like made up. All Coke. It's just <laughs> oh. and then like a couple of like plants that are half dead, and like an old. They've been painted red because everything is Coca-Cola. <laughs> no, not quite. And like an old school TV, like an old school like creep show TV. <laughs> You mean a monitor? <laughs> it's a monitor, <laughs> a television monitor, um, and it's like sitting on like some shifty-looking rack. And she's got a beat-up old couch that's like covered in junk. Gross. It's it's gross. And so, in, so I, this is the point you realize I've got to get out of here and ran. I Why wish did you not run. I and what like the hell her, is wrong with you? on her coffee her, her makeshift coffee table because it wasn't a coffee table. I don't really know what it was. But it was a makeshift coffee table. There's just, like, junk and garbage and, like, big gulps and, like, you know, empty, like, combos, papers. Uh, it's, like... The like, staple. The staple of... Food that you would find in a place like that, I assume. In a hooker's house. Yeah. Things that you would find in a hooker's house on Family Feud. I can answer that question now. <laughs> um, combos. Combos. What? Call them memorabilia. Survey says? Oh, yeah. The Air majority knows. Half-dead plants. Um, a list of phone numbers. 
Uh-oh. Which I assume were, were John's. Or John's. Um, and then she, <laughs> she, she mentions, oh, yeah. And, you know, I hear this woman. She's like, yeah, you, yeah, there's a bunch of shoes out there. Yeah. Did you go through it? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to take all the shoes. Okay. Well, yeah, I've got a bunch of, I've got a bunch of black men's shoes too. A bunch of black men's shoes. I'm, I'm sorry. Are you talking to me? Cause I can't tell what you got, who you I, guys are talking to. She's, she's talking about the fact that she also, besides all the shoes that she left out there, she's also got a lot of black men's shoes. Now, what does she mean by that? I don't know. I never got to see the black men's shoes, but, do, do they have racial specific shoes? What? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Dude, what is a black man's shoe? Which, but she offered them to you, right? No, I, I maybe I don't know. I don't think so. But again, I can't tell when these people are talking to me when they're not. <laughs> now, stripper had warned me ahead of time. Oh no, you got a warning she, she, from? She'd warned me that like her her hooker friend, whose name I didn't even never caught, tends tends to just speak her mind, and she's just really loud mouth and. You know, says what she wants to say. You just have to deal with her. I'm like, wow, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. So um, finally, after a long time, because they're like going through the apartment trying to figure out what what they can, you know, put in her trunk today to take and when they're going to take the rest. Because it was was Thursday and she was going to be evicted on Saturday. So they're they're in the wee hours of figuring out what she's going to leave to be lost into her evicted apartment and what she's going to take on with her to with her a new life with a stripper. Whoa. Yeah. Just like I was, I was living in a slice of life from a point of view that I never thought I would see. You got to make a play of this. You got to write a play. For Seriously, this. this is it's something. So finally, finally, we 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 you know we're we're ready to go. I carry the box of shoes because I'm a gentleman, <laughs> and because like Chloe was carrying other junk, and Hooker was carrying something, and like her pills, so. Uh, got some pills. Yeah, she had to take her lore tab before she went out. Ooh. You know, that's to that's to get that on. Ooh. So then I'm like, okay, well, okay, cool. Well, now, okay, they're gonna take me to Newport. Solid. Okay, the, the creepiness is over. I've got a wacky story. I'm safe. I haven't been cut. <laughs> Everything's good. <laughs> like, so immediately we start off. Oh, we're gonna stop by Taco Bell first. Interesting. So we go we go through the drive-through. Um. Hooker doesn't want anything because it would mess up her high. She's thinking. Um, <laughs> I'm not thinking enough to know that it'll mess her high up. I choose not to get anything because I'm in a car with a stripper and hooker. Yeah. Don't really feel like eating. And I'm terrified because my car is on the side of the interstate. And it has been there for an hour and a half, two hours at this point. It's been a long time. So we go through. Um, stripper, Chloe, she gets some cheese roll-ups. I don't know if you know what cheese roll-ups are. I didn't realize they sold these at Taco Bell. I'm assuming it's like pureed cheese were laid out into like what would be like a flat sheet, and then they, they roll it up like a fruit roll-up. Yeah, but it's a tortilla and cheese. Oh, okay, well, the tortillas added, it's different. I tortilla and cheese. It's cheese and a tortilla. That's no, I've seen this little menu there before. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Taco Bell, um, but that was a little huh. weird. I thought, really? Like, can you just sell tortilla cheese on it? Is it? I feel like that's what you would get if your family was going to Taco Bell and you had to get something for your three-year-old. Yeah. Because, ah, I don't know. It just seems, that even, even for Taco Bell, that seems like the most white trash menu menu item they have. Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's so, definitely targeted toward a certain yeah. demographic. Yeah. I want the blandest thing on the menu at Taco Bell, please. So, that's, so she gets that. She's eating those in the car. She's driving, which I'm like, oh, crap. This girl is going to eat and drive. She she can barely live her life doing one thing at a time. Cleo has a heart of gold. Cleo's got a heart of gold. She stopped and helped she, you out. She, she she's help, trying. Dude. She helped a person in need. 
She's helped. This is her on her days. She goes out and helps people. Hooker with a heart of gold a, on a line of people. Hooker with a heart of gold. Trooper that gives hand jobs with a heart of gold. <laughs> so okay, so I'm like okay, okay. We've won by Taco Bell. My car's been stranded on the interstate for two hours. I've been on a wacky adventure for two hours. <sighs> I, I, but at this point, I've, I've given Alex another call, and I'm been like, hey, dude, um, just heads up. Long story. I got to ride with somebody. Don't worry about um, trying to come out here. Um, I'm actually going to be in the area soon. I'll I'll meet up with you at your place. Eventually, I'll explain everything. Just whatever, you know. Just to give you a heads up, because I was like, oh, I don't want Alex to drive out to Newport. I mean, drive out to Florence and, you know, find me missing <laughs> in my car on the side of the road. Because <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, I, I had no out. phone. So, I'm like, okay, okay, we're back on the road now. We've got to Taco Bell. So, what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to go to the gas station first. Oh, she, does she need combos now? <sighs> they went oh, in, and I, was, I, thought, I thought she was going to get gas or something. No, she went in. To, she they went in to get like some big, like you know, fifty thousand ounce drinks from the gas station and Gross. snacks. And I don't know. Maybe they're trying to pick up some clientele or something. Ooh. I don't know because they were in there for about they were in there probably half an hour. I actually sat in the car for that one, dude. Which was weird and awkward. And it was this really shifty gas station in this really shifty part of town, as per usual. Um, it was like next, like a check cashing. We buy, we we trade gold. Um, used Xbox for sale. <laughs> I remember you telling me about that. Oh, fuck. used first generation Xbox. First generation Xbox for sale. Ooh, we buy your stuff for money. Pawnbroker, shifty, shifty McGee place. But they're in there forever. But they come back, right? And then where do you go next? Because it's obviously not going to be new. Right. It's going to be hours before you hit Newport. Well, of course. If you ever get there. Well, at this point, um, we're like, hey, oh, yeah, we got to run and do something real quick. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you, I, I, got, I got in on this because you said, hey, you would give me a ride to Newport. It's 15 minutes away. It's been hours. It's been hours. <laughs> and I don't want to make demands because I'm scared. And I'm still, I don't even know where I'm at. I'm, that, I'm far from civilization. I'm in shifty parts of town. I don't know what to do. So we drive out, we go to another hotel. We go to, um, this like Knights Bridge Hotel or something. And we like drive around the parking lot a few times. And she's like on the phone again and she's talking and I don't know what's going on. She's, she's like, oh, they're supposed to be here and they're supposed to be me. I don't, I don't, I don't know if she's going to go in and fuck somebody or she's looking for <laughs> no, drugs. No, 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 no. She's going to give a, a, a nice hand massage. Well, I thought maybe the hooker was going to fuck somebody. Oh, well, I'm assuming she fucks someone in the gas station. You know, she she goes in, hooker, hooker does some hooking, she gives a hand job, a little dance. I sit in the car with cheese roll-ups uh, and a big gulp. <laughs> Gross. And wait for them to finish up. Because you're a gentleman. Because I'm a, because I'm a gentleman. You've carried their shoes and now you're waiting. And now I'm waiting as they fuck creepy dudes in a shifty hotel as they make ends meet right as they make ends meet as it were um but no luckily luckily, whoever was supposed to meet them or whatever drug they're supposed to buy is not there and apparently they can't go in the hotel they were talking like they they weren't allowed in the hotel like they've been caught doing business in and around the hotel because they were really scared of like going in so i don't know what the hell was going on super shifty so we drive around like forever. It's probably 20, 20, 30 minutes again of just driving around this hotel, just driving around this hotel, like looking for people, trying to call people, get people on the phone. I, nothing's this, whatever this deal was is not going down. So they give up. Well, 
At, at some point during all this, do I call? Not yet. Okay, so I haven't called yet because I actually call back the number. Like, right? Well, is, is this Brad's cell phone number? I don't know right. what this is. I imagine. I imagine as this is ending up. You you are receiving the messages and trying to process what's happening from my bizarre messages. <laughs> <laughs> so, at this point, we're on our way to Newport. Oh, huzzah! We're on the way to Newport. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna because my thoughts are okay. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have her take me to the post office. I'm gonna pick up my check. It's like it's like not even it's like nothing than to walk to your place. I'll oh, just yes. get out of her car and be done with her. A and brisk, I'll walk over to a brisk place. power walk. You'll be here in a you know. Yeah, a couple blocks. I'll be there. Fifteen minutes. So we we we, we get up to the post office. She's like, "Hey, um, did you like give me some like money for gas?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't really have anything on me. You know, I'm just I'm going here to pick up." But I'd already mentioned that I was going to pick up my paycheck. Ooh. Well, because before I even knew she was. A stripper. Yeah, you didn't know it was going I was just like trying, trying to explain to get the situation. From someone's phone. Yeah. Like, hey, I need I was, yeah. anything you could to get yeah. to get there. To right. get their help. Right. You didn't I was know making, it was yeah. it was a, a stripper with a heart of gold. Right. So and she's like, Well, you know, you get your check, you know, we can take get some and get cash. And I was like, Oh. Um and I was like, Well, you, Well, like, I don't want to ride in the car with you anymore. <laughs> no, I wanted to say that. She was like, um and I was like, Well, um, actually I was gonna, you know, I was gonna I was gonna go to Walmart and have my check cash a little like Oh, it's okay, because I know a guy that'll cash your check. Ooh, get the hell out of there now. I know, so she's wanting to take me to some... She said a guy's name, so it sounds like some guy that runs don't. a shifty place that will cash checks. And I'm like, I don't want to meet this guy that cashes checks. For, for any and all people listening, we've changed the names of all places and your people in this to protect the innocent. Oh, yeah. Um, on all fronts, so yeah. yeah. So. Just giving you guys a heads up on that. So, so don't even say anything else about any of this shadiness. What happens next? Uh, so obviously uh, this time you, your wits are about you and you can leave right so I, I'm like oh so I'm like I, I don't even know how to argue out of this like can I say no I'm not giving you any money after I'm you know been with you all this time I'm like so I'm thinking I was like I was thinking well maybe I can figure something out and maybe just give her a couple of bucks or maybe and you know we'll be cool whatever so I go in I, I, so I hop in the post office my mind's thinking I'm thinking can I the way she parked sadly I, she would she would have seen me if I went out the other door because I was thinking, maybe I can just double around and then just walk, walk away and never see her again. I get inside the post office. My paycheck is in there. Oh. I have n- my paycheck has never showed up late before, ever, ever, ever. For some reason, it was not there. Red alert. Insane. Like who's who's? I mean, you know, you hear about things being lost in the mail. I've had a couple of things lost in the mail before, but it's. I mean, it never happens. It's craziness. Usually it's like some kind of weird, like somebody mislabels something or they don't put enough postage, but a paycheck to not arrive. Yeah, that is weird. From just over in Cincinnati. Like that's crazy. It's never happened. So my check is not there and I am like terrified because I'm like, oh crap, I got to pay my rent. I got, I got to get this car fixed. My car is stuck. I got no money. I got a stripper and a hooker in the car that want money. I'm fucked. I got no phone. What do you do? I'm you screwed. run. Just run so, as hard and fast as you can. So I'm like, okay, away. there's, I, I was like, there's no way I can get away from her. So I just go there and I, and I explain because I'm like, well, at least I don't have to give her money now. So she's like, oh, okay. And she doesn't really seem to be upset about it. She's just like, oh, whatever. It's like, um. Because she has heart of gold. Or because she's crazy drugged up. You could be crazy drugged up. Um, you probably could have just waved your arms in front of her face for like five minutes and just ran. And then she yeah. would still see those hands in front of her face. It, it, it was at this point that you called. I called the phone. I called the stripper's number. Right. She answers the phone like, hey, who is this? I'm like, uh, hello? You called me about an hour, 30 minutes ago, whatever. She's like, what? Are, are you in line? And I'm like, 
I, excuse, no, li- listen to me, all right? I, you call, and she's like, hey, buddy, is this the person you call? And eventually Brad gets on the phone. He's like, hey, hey, I, chief, this, what's up? Yeah, this was, a, this uh, was another time when I didn't she was talking to me. SOS. Um, I got to say secretly, for a while, I'd been hoping that you would call just so that you would hear this and you would believe this insane she story. She had confirmation. Yeah, I heard her. Because I was like, this story's so insane. I don't know if anyone would ever believe this. I don't want to know what in the line means, but I wasn't. I made it quite line? clear. Are no, I am line? not in the line. You called me about yeah. a while ago. Is Brad around there? So, and then you, uh, now her pet name for you is Buddy. Right. Uh, hey, Buddy. So, uh, so she's like, hey, is your name Brad? And I'm like, yes. yes Buddy yes, has a yes, name? Heart of gold. So she hands me the phone, and I'm like, hey, hey, dude. Like, I'm, I'm really close to your place. Um, Long story. Um, Yeah, I just had some car trouble. Um, I'm just going to swing by there. Are you home? Is this good? Am I going to be able to get away from these crazy At this point, we've all made it back. We're, right. we're sitting around uh, looking at records that Ben's mother had brought back. <laughs> some sweet vinyl. Just checking out. I'm like, yeah, dude, come on. Whatever. Can't wait to hear the story. <laughs> right. Um, so then, and she's, now at this point, she's on the phone. Because I guess she was kind of banking on getting gas money from me. She's like, I'm getting long gas. She's trying to call somebody to get gas. And I'm trying to direct her to your place, but she's not listening because she's on the phone. So we actually, like, circled around for a while because I kept trying to say, yeah, you need to take a left. You take a left. And Hooker's like, hey, he says take a left. And it's like three streets later, so then we have to circle around like delayed reactions, dude. That's a good thing. So she, so she obviously let you off like two blocks from my apartment because you would not let her. I mean, as weird as the situation is, you would never let her drop you off directly in front of my. Well, not directly in front. Are you fucking kidding me, Brad? Like, well, I. The thing was, like, I was afraid she wasn't going to stop. So, but it wasn't directly in front of your place. Now she could have easily seen me walk to your place. I did. She's drugged up. I'm hoping to. I did try to get inside as quickly as possible. And I was knocking on your door because I was terrified. I was so terrified that she was because I was like, "What if she really wants money?" And like she was trying to call people. I was like, "What if they come back for me?" Because <laughs> I'm scared. Because she's shifty. Hell. Because she's a stripper that gets hand jobs and a hooker, and they want money. I don't have. But they left, and but, so far they haven't been back. Right. They haven't called you, so that's good. Yeah. <sighs> this was what two weeks ago? A week ago? This was yeah. This was this was a week ago Thursday. So just over a week ago. Okay. So I think we're in the clear. So yeah. Thanks, Ali. Like, so it's like um, my favorite part is I come in. I mean, and I'm like, oh my god, fucking craziest thing just happened. I was with a stripper and a hooker and blah. And then I see Brad him. is obviously distraught. I I'm mean, he is. Like, I've I've seen you shaking up, dude. But you were like, whoa, this yeah. is crazy. You, but, but, it was hard for you to process it. And I understand because yeah. this is a crazy. But story. I say this, I'm, and I'm like, I'm like cursing. I'm saying this yeah. stripper and a hooker. Well, is everywhere, and, and all of a sudden he I'm comes in, and Ben says, uh, "Brad, this is my mother." And she says, hey, Brad. Which, I mean, the thing is, like, it didn't really bother It was me. hilarious. We yeah. all laughed, and I hope it helped ease the situation. I hope it did. Because I could tell you were like... I, I realize that I'm supposed to feel awkward about this, so I'm going to pretend to feel awkward. But at the same time, I'm like, whatever. At the same time, you people, should on a... People deal with, people deal with the real world. So, luck, luckily, there was no scowls or terrified, oh, my goodness. I mean, so, we're all adults. I mean, right. come on. Everyone was cool, luckily. So, the situation could have come out quite comically awful. But, uh, no. So, Ben's family, awesome. Oh, yeah. Very good people. So, uh, yeah. Also, Ben's sister again, Susan, if you're listening, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, I'm the person that freaked out your mother. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. Not really, but, you know. <laughs> All right. At, at that point, me and Ben enter the scene, and we, we, we help things out. Um, we'll do this really quick. We go out to Brad's car. Thankfully, it's still on the side of the interstate. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know if you guys know this, but, and I know this because I was trapped on the same interstate, like, 
a few years. Was it a year ago or two years ago? Probably two years ago. Yeah. A few years ago, I was on the interstate. My tire blew out on me. I got stuck on the inside of a six-lane interstate. Terrifying. Yeah. Cars coming by like less than or close to four feet between yeah. me and like cars going 70, 80 miles an hour. Scary as hell. Absolutely. Now, Brad's not in the same situation because you are not on the inside. But you're right. kind of on the inside because the, the ramp is weird. Right. It's weird. But yeah, it's, it's... So I was a little scared. So we get over there. Uh, ben, it takes... It's dark. You can't see I have anything. terrible night vision. At this time, it's night. Right. It's not really, really cold, but it had been raining and it's a little chilly. Yeah. We stop. Hazard lights on. Um, I'm watching terrified that these cars are coming by. At one point, I really thought we were goners because there was like this huge gust of wind yeah. and there were two giant semis beside each other. And I thought, this is it. This is yeah. over. It's, yeah. I was trying to think of worst case scenarios. Like I would just yell back to you guys. Like I would start running back and just like, <laughs> get down. And, like, and then just jump over the concrete barrier onto the other side, right. which is like an on-ramp. But that on-ramp goes for like yeah. a long time. But anyway... Right. Get your tire changed. Luckily, luckily Ben had a, a, a working tire iron that's not shitty like mine. Oh yeah, you guys so, able to change it. We got you your spare on. Yeah. We're like, all right, let's let's get Brad out. Rock it out. Can't start your car, dude. Can't start the car. Apparently, I don't know if I left a light on inside the car. or What the deal was? It's not getting power. And but you need I'm power. getting power. Yeah, you. Those cars don't work <laughs> on the streets unless you got power. <laughs> so, and this is on the interstate. I cannot right. turn my car around. Yeah. Without risking everyone's life for serious. Again, like it's like, it's about like nine p.m., nine thirty p.m. Okay, again, I got off work at five p.m. <laughs> Let, let's just let you know how long the stripper hooker ordeal lasts. Yeah, the Odyssey with the with the stripper hooker was nuts. It was like three hours. We have jumper cables, but we would have to go onto the the on ramp on the other side and then stretch them over. Right. It looks like it's impossible because right. it's like at least two or three. No, it's not three, but. It, it's got to be two feet uneven with the other side of the road on the other side of that. Right. I, it's weird. The so, way it stacks, it looks like it's impossible. We'd have to, like, link cables together, and that's totally <laughs> unsafe. Which we did consider for a split second. For a second. We called a friend right. just to make sure, but as we're calling, we're like, no, this is not going to yeah, work. Yeah, clearly. That's unsafe. Um, And, like, also, my paycheck hasn't arrived. I can't afford a tow truck. Yeah. That's going to suck. So what we decided to do is to go back, because Ben has some longer jumper cables, and then come back. And we do that. That's right. And... It, at first, it doesn't work because it's dark. Again, here's and no the one si- can see. Again, here's the situation. I, 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 I am on the on the far. I'm on the far right side in the emergency lane because of the way it's set up. Alex had to pull pull onto. There's a ramp going the on. There's a ramp on the other side. It's divided by a concrete divider yeah. that's going down. A very precarious and dangerous place to be. Mm-hmm. So. We had to drive into the far left lane of the precarious road that went along the side. I will say that it wasn't it wasn't that dangerous because those cars could have seen me because I had my hazard lights on. And by the time they turn the turn, mm-hmm. I mean, you can easily see it. And there was ample space for them to pass, but still it was a little weird. Well, they were coming there. around the turn and, and over the hill. Yeah. So if they Dude, were it was really, safe. I would yeah. like if it was totally unsafe. We, I, we well, of course, it. We obviously. Like, but it was, it was, it was, it was a little, it was a little shifty. But anyway, um, after a while, some trial and error, we got it to work. We did. We, Great. We, got, we got those, we got those fucking jumper cables stretched over this this concrete divider. They were barely long enough. I barely. I was actually having to hold them because I was afraid that they were going to like pull off the car because they were that tight. But it worked. And it worked. it worked. We got it. We got it. Jumped off, and I got it back. It was great. It was a on, feeling I got back of camaraderie. Yeah. We were like, "Yeah, 
we we beat we defeated the world that night. <laughs> Adventure of my life. <laughs> Man, it was crazy. Oh, I mean, I, n- nothing really crazy happened after that. I mean, things yeah. happened, but I mean, it all worked out. Right. Eventually, my paycheck showed up, and yeah. uh, all was well. Yeah. Got a tire change. Life is good now. Haven't heard from, haven't heard from Chloe. Thankfully, none of us heard from Chloe. Um, I, but I do have a little number. It says Chloe shows. <laughs> and then there's a, then there's a phone number to dial up. I guess if you want to see some shows from Chloe, unless her name is Chloe Shows, wouldn't that be crazy? That would be awesome. Chloe Shows. Chloe Shows. Nice, interesting little adventure. Pull the string. Pull the string. Ramjack. Guys, thank you for joining us on Ramjack 16. So glad you're here, guys. 16. Wow. 16th episode. 16. If that was Sweet a, 16. That was, if that was a girl, it would be almost too old. It'd be 16 candles is what it is. Oh, 16 candles. Almost too old for... What? Um, for, for, for not driving. That's what... We'd like to uh, give a thanks to our sponsors. Uh, first off, West Bend's Poppery 2. Again, fucking amazing. We had some today, actually. It was delish. Great popcorn every time. Reliability. West Bend. Check it out. Brad, what else? Who else sponsored our podcast? Um, that's a that's a little uh, little company called Fuse F U Z E Slenderized Blueberry Raspberry Beverage with L Cartonite Super Citramax Chromium and Vitamin C Low Carb Ten Calories Per Serving Eighteen Point Five Fluid Ounces. Delicious. Fuse. Use your life. Awesome. You know what? Who else sponsored us? Who was that? Celestial Seasonings. Oh, you need to go to bed. Are you feeling tired? Is a Sandman just like tugging at your uh, pajamas, but not in a sexual way? <laughs> does, does the Sandman do that? I don't know. What's Chris Hansen needs to come in and talk to the Sandman. Um, does the ta- Sandman tug your does, does the Sandman tug your daughter's pajamas? I don't know. You better not, fucker. Stay away from her, Claudia. It's too late. You go to bed right now. All right. Stay away from the Sandman. He doesn't love you. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about your feelings. I like. Nothing. <laughs> Sleepy time tea from Celestial Seasonings. Sleepy time. Uh, herbal tea. It's caffeine free. Again, it has an adorable bear with a classic radio. He also owns a cat who's too good to look at you because he's got <laughs> he's facing away on the mm. illustration. Bear- also, a fire hazard him going to sleep with a fire just blazing in his fireplace. <laughs> Smokey the bear would not be cool with that. Yeah. This what is- if he's like Smokey the bear's rebellious cousin? Hey, I let fires go in the house. Mm. <laughs> I could see it. This is awesome, though. Yeah. Props to you guys. Thank you for sponsoring a Rim Jayak. Uh, guys, first, we want to we apologize. We're running a little long this week, so we didn't get to cover everything we wanted to. I'm sorry, guys. So this gives you some opportunity to actually research and or look into the things we're going to be talking about. Absolutely. Next episode. First and foremost, if you love podcasts, you have to listen to KERA's Think Podcast. It is amazing. They talk about all kinds of just really interesting things. Episodes you have to listen to. Uh, recently, I listened to one called uh, The Future of Media, which is amazing. Nice. It aired on the 6th of October, uh, which is Tuesday. Go on the website, try to figure it out. Um, but they also did another one, which, which is interesting. And again, we'll, we'll talk about it next episode because it features a woman named uh, a Karen Armstrong. Karen Armstrong. And, and the episode title is The Changing Perception of God. It was on the 5th of October. Right. Uh, we we kind of hinted at it earlier. Um, 
basically what you'll learn is that most people don't believe in our ancestors' concepts of myths and legends like deities, like uh, five and twos, gods walking around, right, right, uh, 6,000-year-old earth, or depending on what your religion is, it could also be like Earth's on the back of a turtle. Right. Going through space. Nobody believes that. Or, yeah, like the people really did just appear out of corn because the gods made us out of corn. Uh, Apes were made out of wood. Uh, If you're Native American, it happened to be Mayan. Or any other creation religion. Take this little fact. That's BS. It's not real. Um, What people believe now, or what they should believe, if you're religious, um, is not – you don't believe in God like that, but you do believe in God. You believe – you don't believe in God. You believe in undefined you, God. So you you you, you, you don't believe, believe but you, you do believe in you, deities. You believe in a happy, good lucky good luck feeling that's deep inside you. It's inside your spirit and inside your heart. But it's it's real, but it's not real. It sounds confusing, and if you are confused, it's totally fine. Listen yeah. to the podcast, you'll be more confused. Right, because um, the woman is insane. Guys, we're gonna help you out next week, but listen to it. because uh, it, it's a good podcast. It's just right. one episode. I mean it's still good produce and everything and it made me think sure it'll make you think it'll make think. you it'll make you think it'll make you think about punching a hole through your ipod eh, maybe but don't take it on the ipod don't, don't take it it's on a the wonderful ipod piece of technology just just wait wait till next week and we will we'll take care of this for you we'll lay down the facts and destroy her arguments guys also we didn't get to talk about shows this week and i we know didn't. you were looking forward to hoarders like guys, a recap of all that we i we got a lot of i got a lot of horrors to talk about don't worry you're gonna be getting that quick preview we do talk about the final Season finale. Yes, quarters. guys, if you missed it. And there's also what? The secret episode that you've caught? I, there's an episode that I missed. One of them is awesome. One of them is not. The one that got away. Hoarders. Next week. I'll also got general shows, too. Um, just check Hulu out, guys. You got to be on that. Got to watch the shows. Um, so, yeah, again, we're sorry we didn't get to them this week, but we're running a little long, and we don't, you know, I mean, we just don't have time right now. We, we, hey, we've, we've had a sleepy time. We've had our sleepy time. It's time for sleepy time. <sighs> oh, I feel like a bear with a fire. We would, but we just can't do it. So we're just we're gonna turn it in. Uh, but we and, got uh, a movie next week, Brad. We uh, gotta talk about our another Halloween film. Oh, we gotta talk about another Halloween film. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Okay. Scary monsters. Spooky, scary monsters. Good times, good stuff, fun stuff. Good Over, food. What are you doing here? <laughs> Best situation room ever, guy. That was amazing. Again, thank you, Ben, so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Dude, you're awesome. Thanks. Indeed. We appreciate it. Um, yeah. So you got the taglines for us? Uh, absolutely. For next week's absolutely. movie. I always do. Halloween themed. All right. We got Get me into the, the holiday spirit. Guys, we got one tagline. We have one tagline? One tagline. That's All right. Possible. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the tagline. And as usual, because I know you're always trying to figure it out. You're trying to trying to get ahead of the game. Yeah. I want to give you the tagline. I want to see if you can figure out what the movie is. All right. All right. One tagline. One word. One word tagline? Yeah. It's going to sum up this film completely and totally. One word. That's all they needed. Just one word. Didn't need like five taglines. Wow. Didn't need a five-sentence tagline. Didn't need a paragraph like Demolition Man. They need one word to sum up this movie. That word, would you like to hear it? Yeah. Wacky. Are you kidding me? Wacky. Wacky. We're going to watch a Halloween movie that's wacky. That's not really a tagline, is it? Okay. If by by tagline, we mean what? All right, look. I'm on IMDb. I look at taglines. There's none for this movie. That's impossible. But I'm looking at a poster, and there's a a word. Actually, I think it's a quote. (laughs) Let me me see if I can find out who this quote's from. Boston Globe Braves. (laughs) Wacky. Roger Ebert says. (laughs) Wacky. 
Daily Variety says, ooh, wacky. So Daily Variety, so Daily we, Variety summed up this movie in one word, and that's all they needed. Okay, guys, we can assume one thing, or two things maybe. We don't know yet. Either this movie is totally ridiculous and, and wacky, mm-hmm. and thus no words are needed, right. or it didn't need taglines because the movie's going to sell itself. It's going to sell regardless. Right. No one needs to be – they just hear the title of it, and they're like, yes, yeah, sold. Maybe both. Maybe both. It's a Halloween film. Alex, don't you know what it is already? Combo. Don't you know I can take some guesses, but do you want to say it? it? Yeah, throw some guesses out there. I, dude, I... <sighs> wacky Hellraiser? No, not wacky. Wow, really? Yeah. I thought it was wacky. Um, let's see. Other Halloween movies it could be. Um, I think Halloween's scary. Um, scary Halloween? Dark Crystal. Well, that's just not a scary a movie. movie that's just, just and not wacky. That's terrified me as a kid. Uh, one, I'll give you one more guess. One more guess. Yeah. Scary, not scary, but wacky Halloween. Oh, scary Halloween wacky movie. Santa Claus Four. Surprisingly, no. Wait, Santa Claus Four. Oh, Jack Frost was in the third one, so I just assumed. No, you're, that no, no. The, the fourth one would circle back to Halloween. A- Alex, wait, wait. I get another guess. How about Nightmare Before Christmas? No, you're wrong again. You fool. What is it? Let me tell you. We're going to go to 1991, and we're going to watch Ernest, Scared Stupid. I knew the whole time. <laughs> I knew the whole time. You of knew in your I heart. Knew. You knew in your heart. In my heart of hearts, I knew Ernest was calling you me. You knew in your heart like you know God, like you know that God exists in the silences in music. You knew that it was Ernest, Scared Stupid. <laughs> I did know. Praise him, five and two. He was always there. That time when you looked back and you saw you saw there was only one set of footprints. Ernest was carrying me the whole time. Oh my god! You were carrying Ernest the whole time. He needs help. He, <laughs> he can't. He can't do it. He falls down too much. Dude, have you seen Ernest Goes Stupid? I have not. I love this movie. I've seen Ernest. I've, I've seen Ernest goes to camp. I've seen Ernest goes to jail. I've seen Ernest saves Christmas. I've seen all those except for jail, and all of them are gems. They are. It could be nostalgia from my childhood, but really, the Halloween one is awesome. I'm excited. It's, for all of those out there, get this movie and watch it. It'll get you in Halloween spirit immediately because it takes place during Halloween. Oh, And it's scary. And it's wacky. As a kid, it really did terrify me. I'm excited. Not quite as much as The Dark Crystal, but again, right. uh, that's a story for another time. Absolutely. But Episode yes. 100, Alex talks about The Dark Crystal. <laughs> If you'd like to talk about the Dark Crystal and or any other Halloween uh, things, if you have answers to situation room questions, because again, the situation room, you might have questions. Seriously, I mean, guys, answers to questions. We've had a lot of questions out there. What, what do you think? Throw us your two cents. What are you going to be for Halloween? Tell what? us what you're going to be for Halloween. Hey, what you, should we be for Halloween? Mm, what should we? What should I be for Halloween? No idea. Well, it can't conflict with with a furry monster, well, or else you're going to be screwed at that party. Right. Absolutely. If you're a furry and uh, you're looking for a Halloween date, give me a call. Brad Brad, Brad might be up for that. I'm, it's not a deal breaker for look, him. I've had adventures. <laughs> Chloe shows. Give me a call. <laughs> no, not Chloe. <laughs> Chloe, do not call. Again, names were changed to protect the innocent of this podcast. Day. Sure. It may not have been Chloe. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, so tell us these things. If you've had a wacky adventure with a stripper and a hooker, give us a call. Let us know. <laughs> I know some of you have. Come on. That number to call. Would be 206-339-5894. 206-339-5894. Call us. Call us. You can email us. Brad, email. Email ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. 
Also visit our website where you can find the email address and the phone number and everything, all information you need. Fan fiction's there. Scorecards are there. All the oceans there. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful weather's there. Um, snow mountains. Mountains. Snow skiing in a desert. <laughs> it's like California in it's a like way. It's like California. It's it's the perfect place. Um, to live and grow in a community, whatever. Um, the website is curios- curiosityabounds.com forward slash ramjack. Also, check us out on Twitter. Twitter. We don't know what that address is yet. No, I, we don't have it yet. But we're going check to. Check the website. It'll be there. Yeah. Um, Facebook, LinkedIn, MySpace, music. Um, I do have, I do have. Every a, social media. We're just going to branch out. I registered just a Facebook fan, pay, fan page. Are you serious? I was joking, guys. We we're not going to be on podcast. My, I just not, haven't done it yet. We're not going to be on MySpace. We, I refuse to be on MySpace. We're not going to be on LinkedIn. We're not a business yet. Yet. Facebook yet. fan page. It's going to be up. Well, the Facebook fan page will be up soon. Just have to find that address. Oh, yikes. Too much work on our part. Um, the music for Ramjack is provided by Mercurochrome. Thank you so much, guys. It's Absolutely. awesome. I was thinking recently, maybe we should shake things up because they have a lot of cool music. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should maybe change the intro music. What? Maybe divvy it up a little bit. There's some others. We there's didn't some talk cool about this. We'll see what happens. I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe for special episodes. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a special episode and they need a special music. But Mercurochrome is awesome, guys. Pick up their CD. You can find it at cdbaby.com forward slash forward slash cd forward slash mercurochrome they might be on itunes now though i haven't checked but i know they're on cdbaby.com the song on ramjack is out of town out of town out of town i just don't I, I, I good i know that God, good just look it up i'm sorry I, i'm flustered right now it's late it was an amazing episode it's halloween halloween's around the corner brad right around the corner what are you gonna do about it mm. take a ride with a hooker and a stripper that gives hand jobs. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Halloween Island, which may or may not be the the real Halloween Island. I don't know. There could be a battle wage there. That's where I want to be. Nice. The action. Ow! Thank you guys for listening to Ram Jack. It's Thanks been great. We'll be back soon. Back soon. Watch your movies. Get your Halloween on. Catch your shows. Don't hoard. <laughs> Those pumpkins are beautiful, but you gotta throw them away. <laughs> Scorecards. Also, keep in mind if you're at a Halloween party and you see a, a, a weird blue blur, is it a bird? Is it a plane? Oh, I think it's super. super.